Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with episode 141 of the Chick Foley Show. And this week we are going all in on SummerSlam and TakeOver 36. It's going to be a great show. We got so much to discuss and some amazing news to uh, to recap in the figure world. But let's start by introducing the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? Doing good. I feel like every time you know, now we're, we're doing video, we're trying this this YouTube gimmick. Um, you know, it starts the show. It says, you know, welcome to the Chick Fil A show. Normally, it doesn't matter because it's just audio. But I feel like I should like mimic it into the mic. You know, do a little lip syncing because now people can see me in my <laughs> yeah. We, my we broke kayfabe. Uh, <laughs> people don't know. You know, Marco can vouch for this. That little. That little half second, welcome to the Chick Foley Show intro, used to cause so many arguments between me and Sheena because, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm really like the, you know, oh, I, we'll break kayfabe for a minute. You know, I, uh, I I try to just stay low key and just be the host and just pitch the stuff for Sheena and Marco to discuss on here. But uh, behind the scenes, I'm like Vince McMahon. So I'm like really trying to fine tune Sheena, like, you know, punch <laughs> oh, it up. Yeah. I cannot be no, not that high. Bring it back down a notch. And yeah, it would just, it would, we'd end up restarting the show like five or six times. So that's yeah, why we, no, went. we wouldn't even know <laughs> yeah. because we, we wouldn't even be recording. We wouldn't restart the show. You would make me like practice it before the show. <laughs> yeah, and that's right. I would be like, and then I would get like all pissed off and be super sarcastic and be like, welcome to the Chick yeah. Foley show. <laughs> well, that's too, too much, too much energy. You get yeah. Down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's why we went with the uh, the, the permanent solution. We're just doing a, a pre tape. Uh, Marco, <laughs> how's life in the new crib up in Massachusetts? Good. Good. Just uh, just preparing for uh, for SummerSlam this weekend. You better get and, a compass uh, spot on the couch. I think it's going to be a long show, dude. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially with uh, AEW Rampage as well, right after. So. We'll see. See Your what happens. Your butt's going to be numb. You need to be doing like, you know, commercial squats or something. Every time there's an ad, you need to like be doing squats to keep your oh, yeah. blood flowing. That's, that's yeah, it's going to be happen. an insane marathon of wrestling this weekend because we got SmackDown and then Rampage on Friday night. We got SummerSlam on Saturday night and then TakeOver on Sunday. So anybody yep. that doesn't get their fill of wrestling this weekend, just, you know, they yeah. need to go check into a rehab center somewhere because uh, <laughs> you definitely need some help. Sheena. Let the listeners know where they can find you. The listeners and the viewers know where they can find you guys on social media. So you can always find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. You can find Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. Um, and most importantly, you can join our Foley fam over at chickfoleyshow.com. We recorded, uh, we have our Royal Rumble 93 watch along that is available right now um, as part of our bonus episodes. And we did part one of our best tag team ever episode. We recorded that last night. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drop that probably over the weekend. Not, not that you won't have enough wrestling to fill your time, but you know, if, you, if you're out during the day before all the, the madness starts in the evening, you want to listen to a little bit of fun um, tag team talk, then uh, definitely check out our best tag team ever episode part one. Yeah. And thanks again to all the premium Foley fan members who voted to, to help kind of fill out that list. Um, I, for the most part, was riding with you guys on all your picks, but get ready because Sheena, Marco, and Jordan all had some uh, some scorching hot takes on some of the spots <laughs> where you had these teams ranked at. So, so be ready for that. And then, uh, you know, obviously we'll get a we'll get a little Facebook discussion group going uh, there in the group, so we can kind of argue it out exactly where some of these teams should have fell out. Uh, Marco, tell us what's going on with the Pod Foundation this week. Oh man! Besides that, besides you know the Patreon exclusive episode from from yours truly, the Chick Foley Show, um, the the content kings I call them, uh, Turnbuckle Tavern, just churning out 
episodes left and right. All the I think they, courses, they, man. Yeah, they pretty much got the whole week covered right now. So uh, <laughs> you need to check out their new shirt. It definitely fits their their persona. It says the Con- their Conrad without the cash. So that's yeah, exactly. definitely yeah. They're, <laughs> that they're definitely like on that level. I'm really living vicariously through them because I love doing podcasts. I love doing the unboxing videos and stuff. But uh, having two kids who I adore, they're my world. I mean, I wouldn't trade them for anything. That's really like the biggest kind of limiter, you know, because they just take up, you know, a lot of your you want to put a lot of your time and energy towards them. Um, yep. But I just I feel like if, you know, I was I was no strings attached, like the two bad chads, I'd, I'd be cranking it out every single night. I'd be yeah, watching like every single night. Seth would never leave the podcast booth. He would be like talking wrestling <laughs> with everybody that would talk <laughs> wrestling with him. Yeah, but yeah I so, love uh, it. Yeah, they are. Uh, yeah, they're, they're like I said, they're. If you don't hear anything from us, you definitely hear something from the uh, from the Turnbuckle Tavern. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, extra cooler there. Their last show was they kind of stepped. It was like an extra credit episode, so they kind of uh, ran with like more of the current uh, things that are going on in the world of wrestling. Um, so no watch along technically, uh, but definitely give it a listen. So um, obviously Turnbuckle Tavern with the they had a debate this week uh, with a fellow Pod uh, Foundation member Mike Belcaster joined them. Um, they also had another, uh, the turnbuckle sessions, uh, with the return, um, of two-time Sam Roberts. Guest. Yeah. Two yeah. time. I think he's the first two time and it's early inception. The first two time yeah. uh, to, uh, interview. To, Sam, to Sam and Tom, that, that episode really ended up turning into a Bret Hart love fest. You know, they went over yeah. about 20 minutes yeah. talking about just what made Bret so great back then and why his work still holds up, um, you know, 20 plus years later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, besides that, the regular episode, uh, episode 64 hit as well, uh, where they recap everything that happened on AEW, uh, as, as well as everywhere else in the uh, in the world of indie wrestling, as we like to call it. So, yeah, oh, yeah. Pod Foundation is uh, churning out the, uh, like I said, the, the content kings and queen. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Shane, uh, <laughs> do we got something going on with, uh, with our friends at Foot Locker and Foot Action this week? Oh, yeah. So we got to actually partner. The Chick-fil-A show got to partner with Foot Locker and Foot Action. Once again, uh, they dropped a second capsule collection from their WWE collection. Uh, It was curated by Wale and designed by Kaz. So super, super cool collection. Uh, It's like very old school. Almost got like a bootleg feel to it, which I kind of dig. And it's uh, featuring some of Wale's favorite stars from the golden era. You know, Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, there's JYD. I think there's Mr. Perfect. Um, but yeah, some good looking t-shirts and, um, I got a couple of the crew necks. So yeah, definitely check them out at the link is in my stories right now, but you can go and uh, go to foot action and there's a big, you know, link right there on the front to, uh, to check it out. I'll link it in the bio and then I'm sure Seth will link it in the show notes as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, hit the show notes. I think the T's and crews, everything's still available. So, so hit it up and support so we can get some more of these really unique, uh, drops from Wale and, Foot Locker. Sheen, you yeah, ready to give want, away some figures? We want wrestling in the mainstream as much as possible, dude. So foot action and everything's like cranking out wrestling merch and gear, yeah. like totally here for it. Definitely. Uh, Sheen, you ready to give away this Christian figure? Let's do it. All right. I didn't bring him you down. He's it? upstairs. Oh. No, he's upstairs. Yeah, <laughs> I, I brought the figure for the next for giveaway. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's the fan takeover, the last figure from Christian, the brand new Impact Champion, and we will hit the drum roll. Angel 1010 765. <laughs> Sounds super <laughs> official. Number, uh, or what is that? Yeah, I don't know. It's like, 10, it's 10, like 10, a uh, AOL instant messenger screen name from like 1997, right there, man. It really is. Yeah. At, but there's no <laughs> underscores, which I appreciate. So, yeah, at Angel 1010 765, you are the winner of the fan takeover, Christian. So just hit us up um, either on Twitter or Instagram, send us your address, and we will get that shipped out to you ASAP. 
Yep. And Sheen for SummerSlam week, show off the figure we're giving away next week. Here it is. And it is awesome. Oh, gosh. It's PG 13. Yeah. But it is a really, really cool figure. This is the from the recent, is that Series 86, I believe? Yeah. Series 86. Yep, series 86. The SummerSlam set for this week. We had to we had to come correct with a SummerSlam figure this week. And that's Miz from his SummerSlam 2018 match with Daniel Bryan. So yep. we're taking it back uh, to the, the OG giveaway this week. Just send a screenshot of yourself to Sheena on Instagram or Marco on Twitter listening of uh, you listening to the show, and you'll be entered. We'll announce the winner at the start of next week's episode. Uh, we want to remind you guys to always use code Chick Foley to save 10% at ringside collectibles. And I think that about does it for our uh, housekeeping news and notes. You guys ready to get into this SummerSlam preview? Let's go. Uh, let's do it. All right, let's do it. So with the advent of the uh, the Foley Picks League, we're kind of going away from the, the prediction championship, at least for a little bit. Uh, Marco is going to be holding that belt for a while until we come up with a, a new format. Cause I, I think we always, we always make a big deal about it on the prediction show, but I don't, between the three of us, I don't think we've ever done a great job of recapping. There were some times where we forgot to even mention it the next week, you know, and I was kind of, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> listeners would like mention the Facebook group, like who's the champ now? And we're like, I don't know, man, we, we always hype it up, but there's no payoff. It was like a uh, late era WCW. With it's because we I held it for so long. People, you know, they just kind of, you know, just expected me to keep having it, you know, yeah. it was like and no, then, no uh, surprise also, that I was always the champion. I also think I kind of killed the gimmick when I just pretty much dusted both of you guys in the uh, the Foley Picks League. You Excuse know, I'm, me, it's not even over yet. We have this giant weekend of wrestling, and also I'm, I pretty much crawled my way up out of the swamp <laughs> up to the True. top with all of you with all of you guys. So don't don't be discounting me, dude. And because I'm because I am such a uh, you know a kind and giving leader, I rigged it up so everybody still got a shot. There's actually for the you know a dozen or so other members in the league on Facebook group, we're all competing for the cash. I rigged it up so there's like a, I think it ends up being like a 25 point super bonus if you hit every single match right this weekend. So everybody's still alive. If somebody can pretty much if somebody strings together a perfect weekend this weekend, they'll walk away with the crown, and that makes it fun because you want to have yeah. everybody stay in the mix till the end. But let's get into it. We'll start with. Uh, I don't even know how this match is going to go. This is this would probably be better off as a cinematic match, but it's going to be in the ring right there in front of 50,000 people. Eva Marie going up against Alexa Bliss. Sheena, what, what's your thoughts on this match? I mean, you guys already know how I feel about Eva Marie. Um, the, her, her mic skills are just terrible. Like, it's very bad acting, you know? Um, and I know zero charisma. So zero. Very yeah, wooden, man. Exactly. I mean, looks like a million bucks. Looks like she should Billion just, bucks. like, you know, yeah, like, like still, still the freaking show. But yeah, she's just, like, like Seth said, she's very wooden. And I just feel like, uh, it's not doing it for me. You know, I think Alexa's definitely going to take this one. Um, Alexa beat Dewdrop last week. Um, and it was like there were some, you know, Lily shenanigans. You know, Lily winked at Dewdrop <sighs> and then she got rolled up. And I, it's just, it's so, so ridiculous at this point. I'm really, and I love Alexa. Like, this is not a shot at Alexa. And I actually like Pi- Piper Nevin too. I'm like, I'm, I'm ready for these two to kind of like bust out of this storyline and do something that's actually interesting and meaningful. Um, I hate that. Alexa saddled with this gimmick right now, but I do think she wins this and some, some turn of events. I'm hoping maybe something, something magical happens and causes Dewdrop to turn on Eva Marie and, you know, uh, make, maybe brings Dewdrop to the dark side, you know? Yeah. I mean, Lily could always like, you know, possess Dewdrop and get mm-hmm. her to, uh, you know, attack mm. Eva. That, that would make for some really, really good shit, pal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm surprised they haven't pivoted away from this. The response for Alexa was so overwhelming. 
at um at money in the bank you know the crowd's still behind Mm -hmm. her people love her she was very enchanting on her podcast you know she's got a great presence on social media and she's turned into a pretty damn good wrestler in the ring so people really love alexa i don't think she needs it was cool when she was rolling with the fiend but now that bray and the fiend is gone I think we just let her go back to being, you know, Alexa Bliss. And we've never really gotten an extended face run for her either. I think fans yeah. are ready to cheer. We heard it at Money in the Bank. They kind of started booing anytime she was doing like the supernatural shit also. So yeah. um, I, I'd be happy for this storyline to wrap up after this. And we see Alexa going back to just doing what she does best, which is being very entertaining week in and week out. Yeah. Uh, Marco, what do you think, man? Are you uh, are you hoping to see some Lily shenanigans this, this uh, Saturday night? Or are you ready for the doll to uh, go back in the closet? Um, I mean, it, it, I mean, it's SummerSlam. It's it's one of the biggest events uh, that they have. So you def- you're definitely going to see some uh, Lily shenanigans. And uh, I mean, it's it you know it's it tells you something when Lily the doll has more charisma than Eve Marie. So <laughs> yeah, she's pretty yeah, much you're, carrying you're spot on. Um, she meaning the meaning Lily. I'm like using using her as like an actual person, but she's pretty much <laughs> yeah. carrying the storyline, which is. She really Marco, is. Yeah, yeah, Marco's so. trying to take my uh, <laughs> my title as the king of kayfabe, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. It's probably going to be the most like lackluster of all the matches, match, right? Yeah. You would think. I don't know. The, the presentation no, for Alexa so. has been so major, and they've been having her kind of main event raw some weeks. Yeah. So. I think this is going on on the main show. I just hope we get some sort of payoff to yeah. Let's put the Alexa Bliss and Fiend thing to bed. Like uh, yeah. it's it's just not needed. Alexa doesn't need that to get over. Yep. Um, and I do hope we get a figure. It limits it her. I feel like it toyetic. really limits her. Her yeah yeah. I want a figure. 100%. I want a ringside exclusive with the swing set and Lily. Yeah. Um, That'd be pretty with cool. Alexa, but but yeah, she, she doesn't need it. I think she's so much more dynamic and. As crazy as it seems, there's actually a lot more depth to the character when she's just regular old Alexa than mm-hmm. with this kind of stupid horror movie thing. I get it. The yeah. Fiend was so successful for them that they kind of want to keep um, something similar to that going. But no, nah, I think it's time to put it to bed. And if, if this is the end of the storyline and the end of this gimmick for Alexa, I would be all for it. Yeah. Let's move to the Raw Tag Team Championship. We got RK Bro, the newly reunited RK Bro going up against AJ and Amos. Um Marco, I think there's about a 50-50 chance that this match ends with Matt Riddle and Randy Orton holding up the belts or with Randy Orton, um, RKO, and Matt Riddle again and just leaving him for dead. Uh, what do you think, man? How, how do you see this one playing out? Oh, man. Yeah, just just judging, uh, you know, Randy Orton's speech from uh, Monday Night Raw, you know, I mean, I think he, he, he says he has respect for, for Riddle. Um, so, I mean, but he well, hears voices, man. He does hear yeah. voices, uh, but he already, I mean, uh, it won't be as, you know, uh, powerful if he does RKO him again. It's just like, he already did yeah. it. It's, it's, that kind of takes away. And I think, uh, I think they are going to hold the belt up at the end of the, at the Did end you, of it. I think, th- I think that would get an insane pop if freaking oh, yeah. RK bro wins the belt. So oh, yeah. there's really they, no reason for, I mean, I, I don't find anything interesting about AJ and almost continuing their, yeah, their reign. Either. I feel like, you know, they need to cash in on RK bro while it's hot, w- regardless of which, which angle they go with, whether it's Randy turning on, we know Randy Orton's never really had any like long-term friendships, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's inevitable at some point, but I feel like, you know, either way they go, if they hold up the titles at the end of SummerSlam, it's going to be an epic moment. Yeah, they've uh, they've been the most overact on Raw over the yeah. past few weeks. The crowd's been popping for them consistently. They got some sweet merch, so I'm all for seeing them have at least a at least a short tag title reign before they eventually feud. And I'm sure those matches yeah. are going to be fire because 
Um, it's a testament to how talented Matt Riddle is, as kind of shitty as his booking has been on the main roster. I wouldn't say his booking, but just the way they've portrayed yeah. his character. He's his still character. super over with the fans. And I, I think yeah. Matt Riddle has the potential to be one of the biggest shining stars of those guys that came up at NXT in, uh, you know, 2018, 2019. The dude's just, he's a beast in the ring, man. Um, and, and he's super charismatic. So yep. yeah, I, I, I'm hoping we have, I'm hoping we have a big moment for, for RK bro on Saturday night. And I th- actually think I may end up going to grab him that t-shirt. They have the black and green one. Very, very cool. Uh, it's one of the best shirts that WWE's put out by themselves. Um, here in the last couple of years. All right, let's go to the United States Championship match. I forget that Sheamus is the U.S. champion. I know that's yeah. bad to say as somebody who hosts a wrestling podcast. Uh, <laughs> Marco, what do you think, man? Is this Sheamus? Uh, is this Sheamus U.S. title reign? Is it doing anything for you? Or are you ready to see uh, Damian Priest, the Archer of Infamy, uh, take the strap from him? Um, I mean, I, I like Sheamus as a champion. I like, I, I love him as a heel. He's pretty awesome. But that uh, when he when he had that uh, broken face. Uh, that kind of took him out of the, the you know the title picture, and he could he could really defend it. Like he would be on <laughs> what TV. About, what about when Ricochet stole his jacket and was Rick O'Shea? Instead? Yeah, that was, that was pretty <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, no, I I really I do enjoy Sheamus. I think he he definitely had, he. I mean, I know some people think of him as like as a mid carter, but obviously he he was a world champion at one point. And I the, think he's an the, awesome mid carter. I yeah. love Sheamus yeah. in the mid card. He's an ass kicker. His matches are generally pretty damn good. Yeah. But- that's where he belongs. He belongs as like an entertaining part of the mid card. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think it's, you know, I think it's Damian Priest's time anyway. So I think he's going to walk away. Maybe, with the, uh, maybe Bad with Bunny title. will return and take out Sheamus. That, is, that's, that would be a cool moment. Distraction. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be a cool um, moment. You know, behind the scenes, we've heard that they're really kind of booking SummerSlam as this year's WrestleMania since WrestleMania was kind of, you know, it, it wasn't a full fledged WrestleMania this year. So you got to have some moments. It, you know, it's all about the moments. Not, it's not about the matches. So, yeah, if we could get it's in Vegas, it makes sense. There's, you know, there's a huge Manny Pacquiao fight going down this weekend, too. So, yeah, if we could get Bad Bunny to show up. Plus, you know, Miz and Morrison have still been hanging out on the fringes of this storyline. So, yeah, maybe we see them get involved. And then could you imagine the pop if Damian Priest, uh, you know, old friend Bad Bunny shows up? Yeah, that'd be awesome, I hadn't even dude. thought about that. But yeah, that was a great idea, Shane. Yeah. Get uh, Vince McMahon on the phone right now. Tell him to make it happen. <laughs> it's a good idea, so it probably won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go on to the lady side of things. Triple threat match for the Raw Women's Championship. This, I don't know what's going on with this title picture. Um, <sighs> you know, obviously we saw Nikki. At, I'm still going to call her Nikki Cross. I just can't bring myself to call yeah. her Nikki Ash. So Nikki Cross cashed in the night after Money in the Bank and won the belt in a pretty cool moment. But since then... We've seen her lose to to Charlotte and Rhea. Um, Charlotte and Rhea have kind of both just been spinning their tires. Going, it's kind of the old uh, yeah. the fifty fifty booking that a lot of people have been really critical on WWE for over the last couple of years. But Sheena, uh, who do you see holding up the belt at the end of this one? I think it's going to be Charlotte, man. I think um, you know breaking kayfabe really quickly. I think it's going to be Charlotte because they're going to try to do anything and everything they can to keep Charlotte because you know Andrade's already gone, Ric Flair's already gone. If they lose Charlotte Flair, then you know they're going to do whatever they can to keep Charlotte keep Charlotte happy. Yeah. Um, but you know, in storyline, Rhea, I love you guys know I love Rhea Ripley, but she just needs there, there's just something missing. I don't know what it is about her character, but there is just something that is not connecting and something that is just not bringing me the championship vibes. And Nikki, like Seth said, like she she's really kind of on the fringes of this storyline. I feel like she doesn't have a chance. So it only makes sense for Charlotte to really kind of like you know hold the title up at the end of the of SummerSlam. So yeah, you're right. Charlotte's yeah. kind of just been. Uh, 
hanging around really for most uh, 2021, whereas Andrade's main eventing Triple Mania, and we all saw Ric Flair's living his best life down in Mexico over the <laughs> yeah, last yeah. week. So the funny um, thing is, he was uh, you said he was gone. He's, he was on the first train smoking out of uh, <laughs> WWE. So uh, <laughs> he was in the dining car. Wow. <laughs> wow. He's on his way to catering. Uh, Rhea Ripley, man, I think it's it, I've it's still unclear to me. All uh, the years I've been watching wrestling, you know, I I feel comfortable calling myself an expert on professional wrestling. I still don't know if she is supposed to be a face or a heel exactly. on the main roster. Yeah. It's been exactly. it's been a tweener, but not in a good way. Because and she's like not even a good weeks, tweener. That's the thing. No. There's some good there's there's a good way to be a tweener. Yeah, some weeks like, she's, she's a baby face, it. some weeks she's a heel. I think yeah. they needed to bring her up and just make her a heel because that's what yes. made Rhea cool at first when she came in yes. NXT. She had that edge, that mean streak. Let the fans hate her for a little bit. And I think ultimately she will be a baby face. But you'll she'll be so much more over if they if the fans hate her first and then yes. um and then you can turn her eventually. So yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think Charlotte's gotta be the one to to walk out of here. What do you think, Marco? Yeah, I think so too. I think it's I mean it's due. I mean they gave her the title real quick and then it was taken away. So mm-hmm. I think they just did that just for the fact that every time she won the title and someone won a money in the bank, they cashed in on her. It happened to her three times already. So I think that was just, you know, like a novelty thing that they they did. But um, yeah. yeah, I think it's time for them to just give her the title, um, just to s- establish some type of order in the women's division right now. Because it seems like you guys have said it kind of seems like they're just, you know, kind of lingering tires, around. Yeah, like yeah, just waiting for something to happen. Uh, there's plenty of women there, too. That's the other thing. Like, it, the other thing is we see the same ladies every week. It seems like I, I was glad, I was happy to see Naya pop up again. Well, they've been releasing <laughs> everybody, you know? It's, yeah, uh, so like, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean they 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 still. I mean, obviously, like they have Naomi. She's still hanging around. They haven't. She hasn't been on TV much at all. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. But yeah, definitely Charlotte's going to be walking out with that belt held high. All right. So at WrestleMania five, we had the Mega Powers exploding with Hulk Hogan and uh, <laughs> Macho Man going for the world title at uh, Battleground two thousand and sixteen. We had the Shield triple threat between Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns. But at SummerSlam 2021, we're getting the match to top them all. 3MB is colliding. Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre <laughs> going one-on-one. Uh, Marco, what, what's your thoughts on this one? I mean, we're missing Heath, man. You can't, we gotta you can't have, have a Heath appearance, MB. man. Yeah. I, Heath popped up at, uh, at the bash at Beckley. Shout out to our friends at the Turnbuckle Tavern again. They were at that show uh, last week, and Heath popped up in the uh, the – uh Kurt Hawkins or excuse me the Brian Myers and uh Matt Cardona match there so he's around man he's available like I feel like they got to have him and Hornswoggle show up I don't I don't see any reason why uh they shouldn't you know because this we already know Veer and Shanky who I still don't know how they came up with those names those guys are banned from ringside so yeah. they cleared the decks for us to get a, a 3MB reunion in the middle of the ring um it's got to happen man yeah it'd be pretty awesome but uh yeah it'd be pretty cool if they had him as like a special guest referee or something like that um, but he made the, he actually made that appearance during the uh, during the pandemic era when it was like completely empty arenas. Maybe he had that that one last shot against Drew, and you know he had that awesome uh, promo that he cut and everything, which is pretty good. Oh but, uh, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, I've been waiting for this match forever. This is a dream match for me personally. <laughs> I'm not sure if you could tell my sarcasm through <laughs> through this at all. But uh, no, I'm actually you know what. I'm, I'm actually excited to see Jinder get uh, you know back in action because he was a former world champ. Yeah, he's been um, gone for a while. And his matches with Randy Orton were really awesome. 
I mean, as much as people like to say he was like the worst uh, WWE champion. Um, he was a good old really school good. heel champ, man. He was a good old school heel. Yeah. Um, and he, obviously, he looks amazing. Um, the storyline's been pretty, pretty decent with like, you know, stealing the sword and, you know, Drew just making a mockery of his stable, just beating the crap out of them every yeah. week. So um, I'm, a, I'm actually uh, pretty uh, excited to see what see what they come up with because i know i know they're gonna try to not steal the show but they're gonna make a name for themselves because you know drew has been knocked down a few pegs since since last year where he, you know he's, he's not the champion anymore he's kind of teetering on the mid card status so i think this match is gonna actually help elevate both of these guys so i'm uh can't wait to see what they actually do I'm not, yeah, i can't wait i'm uh... actually making this match like like watchable almost <laughs> yeah we know they're it. we know they're <laughs> close friends uh they're really close friends in real life as well so that typically uh mm-hmm. leads you know good chemistry and a good in match in the ring ginger's talked about when he won the uh the world championship that drew was the first one to congratulate him when he came through the curtain yep. so i'm uh i'm mildly intrigued to see what they end up doing uh what do you think sheen does gender have any chance of, of walking out of this with the dub um I mean, there, there's always a chance. You're saying there's a chance. Um, I don't know, though. I, I feel like Drew has, uh, you know, over the past year and a half, he's just he has way too much steam and momentum, and I just feel like he's gonna he's gonna beat he's gonna beat gender. He's gonna make gender earn it. You know what I mean? He's gonna hinder the gender. He's gonna hinder the gender. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get back over to SmackDown, the women's championship rematch from WrestleMania. Sasha Banks returning to take on the champ, Bianca Belair. Sheena, how do you see this one playing out? I think Bianca's going to continue to carry the torch. Uh, Sasha has notoriously fallen flat in these big moments. Um, but Ouch. I mean, not no shade, to, no shade to Sasha. I love Sasha Banks, but can you say that in her, you know, big moments that she always comes out on top? Because that's not that's not normally true. She does get a history of losing, of being good on TV, yeah. bad on PPV, and putting on amazing matches and then just getting beat. You know, so yep. you know, it's, it's nothing into her, you know, in ring capabilities or anything like that. It's just the the booking has not really ever been in her favor. As far as that goes, um, this this match is going to be a banger, no doubt, uh, regardless of the the outcome. But uh, unless they're going to do that 50-50 booking like you like you alluded to earlier, you know, they're going to give it to Sasha this time and then, you know, have a mm. rubber match. But for all uh, for me, I think Bianca is going to, to to go over this and just continue her her reign. I feel like uh, both of these women have been booked stronger than any of the three ladies in the Raw Women's Championship yes. match. Uh, Definitely. And what that makes me think is that this match is ripe to have Becky Lynch make her presence felt, mm. whether it's before, or during, or after. Uh, what do you think, Marco? Are we going to see Becky Lynch come out during this, during the Rosman <sighs> match, or on a segment all on her own? Man, uh, definitely like to see see her appear at the uh, this the the SmackDown side of things. Not so much Raw. I mean, it would definitely help out the Raw ladies if yeah. she did show up. It would bring some. I don't want to say we'll say validity to the to the uh, championship match. Um, much like we, we predicted earlier, that show would win and bring more prestige back to that title. So, but yeah, it'd be pretty awesome. And I think uh, I was watching a uh, uh, interview with Bianca Belair, and she said one of her goals is to pin every single member of the four horsewomen. Um, mm. So she's already That's pinned Bailey. Goal. She's yeah. already pinned uh, 
uh, Sasha. So just Charlotte and Becky more to go. are left. Yeah, she, so. she's uh, she's going for the big dogs now, though. I mean, Sa- Sasha or uh, Charlotte and Becky, dude. Th- those are the they're the queen of the mountain. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, it, that's she a, has that's a skill a big set. Ask. Yeah, I mean, she has a skill set to do so. I mean, size, speed, strength. I mean, she's her like pretty and, much yeah. Her and Charlotte would be epic superstar. just because they're so they're both so strong and so athletic. I just feel like the the sky would be the yeah. limit for those two. Yeah, what, one of the things actually I just thought of something when you said the raw, uh, the SmackDown ladies are booked stronger. They they have a lot more mic time if if you've noticed. So like obviously you'll see uh, Nikki Ash. Uh, she'll do those like pre pre talks before she goes out to the Pre-man. ring. Yeah, uh, Charlotte will have her promos, but where do you ever see Rhea? Get get in the ring and actually well, have know, a yeah. Vince hates accents, you know. Maybe that that Kiwi New Zealand accent's too strong for him, man. Well, yeah. and I, I you're right. On Raw, it has been much more centered around just various combinations of the uh, the women fighting each other as opposed to yeah, not yeah. Sasha not so and has been all about the mic work. Yeah, so I mean, I think I think that helps out a lot. Like you said, there's something missing yeah. with Rhea, and it, I think it's just her being open and honest and being more vulnerable to the. Well, WWE and she's universe. going against, uh, yeah, you know, not backtracking. I'm not trying to backtrack, but going against Charlotte, who is just, I mean, she just screams heel. She's oozing yeah. heel from every pore of her body. And then you have Rhea, who looks like she would be a heel, but she's kind of playing this weird, like, you know, I will do some like crooked, shady shit to beat you, which is kind of heelish, yeah. but I'm kind of a baby face too. You know, like it, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. Whereas, she's in like, that, yeah, I feel like Bianca and Sasha have very defined like roles, you know, yeah. like heel and baby face. Yeah. Rhea's in that Roman 2016 <laughs> right yes. there where it's like that yeah. she's being pushed, but it's, it's what do they, what do they it's want her connecting. to be? Yeah. yeah. I could actually see, uh, going back to Becky Lynch. I think that could be a cool way to just start the show. You know what I mean? To really just send a lightning bolt through that live crowd. Like, you know, do the SummerSlam intro and then we start yeah. the show by hitting Becky Lynch's music and, she wouldn't need to do much. You know, it's going to be such a moment when she finally does come back, come out, cut a quick promo. And then maybe we see her, maybe we don't see her the rest of the night, you know, but I think that would be a great way to just really kind of set the table for, for the rest of the night. Let's go to our second tag team championship match for the SmackDown title. Uh, Sheena, do you think the Mysterios will be able to grab the belts back from the Usos? I hope not. You know, I really, I really like this, um, you know, the the family having all the gold or whatever, but I just feel like, and I mean, I'm not, I'm not really huge on Ray and Dominic as a, as a tag team. It's all right, but I'm, I'm definitely pulling for the Usos on this one. I'm hoping that this, they, they get a big win here and it kind of brings back some ignites a little bit of, uh, excitement back into the, the Roman and the family storyline. The Roman verse. That's what I like to call it. Yeah. The Roman (laughs) verse. The the last few weeks, they've really been highlighting, uh, Ray kind of teaching, um, Dom, you know, he's the Yoda to Dom's Luke Skywalker. Typically in wrestling, these stories end in one way with the student finally turning on the, uh, you know, the master, uh, Mm -hmm. Marco, what do you think, man? Do we see the Dom heel turn happen right here? I've, I've been, I've been seeing that a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of people in the Twitterverse have been uh, thinking that uh, you know Dominic is going to turn on his on his dad, but I mean, I I, I, I just well, want to see his dad. You know, we we still yeah, his, his, we know who we know who his real dad is. His dad, future, man, and he's way taller than Ray. Man, so. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I don't know, bro. But that's that's still up in the air. We need more Rita to. Set what, that what do you think? Do we see, do we? I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot, man. Are we gonna see Dom turn heel Saturday night? I. I if he does turn heel, it's not going to be like him just like violently 
beating the crap out of his out of his father. It's gonna be. What do you think he's gonna do? Just start crying. Turning his back on. You never loved me or something. (laughs) Yeah, that that type of thing. Like maybe, uh, you know, maybe Ray takes a pen. And then Dom gets frustrated, and then like the next night he comes on. You keep your Gucci and your Louie. Yeah, you know, get your ass back to Rodeo Drive. (laughs) You never loved me. I was supposed to go to college, but you were buying (laughs) Louis scarves. Here I am wrestling. I could have had an education. You and your Louis uh, masks that you wear every week. But uh, yeah, no, I think uh, I just want to see Dominic fly solo. Personally, I didn't. I don't want to see him in a tag team with his. It was cool when they first won the tag team titles. But and I think I think he needs to be a heel. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I think it's just I because so he too. he appears like such a little baby because we know he's like Ray's son. You know, to me he feels like a little boy. I feel like he needs to really like turn up the heel energy to kind of like create his own you know persona. Yeah. Whereas like you know Ray is just like this beloved baby face, and we need we need heel Dominic. Yeah, yeah I think I'll so. go I'll go full heel and just say that I don't think Dom works without Ray. So I think when he does wow. turn heel, it's probably eventually happening. I think that's going to be the end of uh, Dom's career in WWE because I, oh, wow. I think he turns heel. I think you could do a cool storyline where you know him and Ray have a one-on-one match. Um, but the dudes, he's been wrestling for a year now, and it's just not there for me, man. I don't think that he is... I don't think he's going to be a superstar. He's not the next coming of Rey Mysterio. Yeah, unless he's unless he's in a tag team or unless Rey Mysterio is right by his side or he's actually wrestling Rey. I don't see Dom working on his own. Um, Wow. And and I'll stand by that. So you know, I don't think that's a super hot take. I just it just hurts my heart a little bit. I hate hate, like I feel like I'm bullying him because he's like a little boy. You know, and I know he's. I mean, he's like 26. I think. I know, but he's a grown ass man. I I mean, I feel bad saying it. I typically don't say it, but you know, we got to maintain credibility. So I'll, I'll just put it out there that yeah. I, I don't think Dom works as a solo act. Let's get to the first of what, what I'm going to call the triple main event because it's really three big matches that this show centered around. The WWE Championship. We got Bobby Lashley going up against Goldberg. I saw an uh, interesting stat on uh, Reddit today. You guys realize that Goldberg, his run as a, uh, a nostalgia act for WWE is now approaching five years long, which was actually longer than what his original run in WCW was. So he's been a nostalgia act oh, for wow. longer than he was an actual huh. like main event attraction <laughs> oh at WCW gosh. at this point. Cause it was uh November, 2016 since he came back. That just seems yeah. wild. Three man. months from now, it, it was SummerSlam 2016. You guys remember the main event was Brock and Randy Orton and, yeah. uh, uh, Brock busted uh, Randy open and the crowd was actually chanting for Goldberg there in Brooklyn. They had the Goldberg chant going, thinking huh. he was going to come out and save the day. Um, mm. Obviously, we didn't get to that point until about three months later. But yeah, Goldberg's now been a nostalgia act in WWE for longer than he was a, a main eventer in WCW. What a stat. Marco, I'm kicking it to you first, man. This is the, the big hoss fight. Bobby Lashley versus Bill Goldberg. Is there any chance that we see... <sighs> uh, Goldberg win uh, the WWE Championship on Saturday. Oh man, I mean, I hope not. <laughs> um, I don't. I personally don't see the Almighty Era coming to an end at the hands of Goldberg. That's just in my own opinion. I mean, I don't know, man. I could be there's, wrong, been, there's been some but... cracks in the facade with him and MVP. They haven't been getting along. I think the wild card on this one is Big E with that briefcase, man. Uh, Sheena, do you think any chance well, we see Big E actually cash in uh, during well or, or maybe after this match? He doesn't have the briefcase. Uh, Baron Corbin stole it. From oh him. yeah, I I think that I think that'll resolve itself. You know? yeah, yeah. I, I think we see a, some sort of backstage skit on uh, Saturday yeah. night, or possibly even Friday. We still got an episode of SmackDown also for him to get it back. 
I, I would love to see it. I would honestly, so I would love to see Goldberg beat Bobby Lashley and just like the crowd, you know, the crowd is going to be like WTF, man, like this is BS. Um, and then Big E come out and then all their heads just explode and then him win the, the well, WWE championship. I mean, he, he, his dream match is to have a, a match with Goldberg, so yeah, um, if you I, listen I, to the would, New Day I would pod. love that because I, I I feel like that would you know it would be okay for Bobby Lashley to lose that way if Big E ends up coming out on yeah. on top, you know. Other than that, if they don't have any plans for Big E to cash in, I mean, you can't end the all. It's the perfect era. time, dude. I, I feel like this is the perfect time for Big E Big E to cash in. So yeah. I'm over Lashley. Lashley should have lost that yeah. belt to Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania, man. I uh, <laughs> yeah. I want to see yeah. Big E cash in. I don't really care who wins, honestly. I have grown to, to appreciate Bobby Lashley a little bit over the last uh, six or seven months. I want to see Big E cash in before the match starts and just a triple threat between these two guys. It does need to be longer than like six or seven minutes. I just want to see a yeah. straight up Hoss fight between these three guys. Just, uh, you know, a lot of man meat just slapping together, man, and uh, see see how it shakes out and who walks out with the belt. I know. But, I just I want the surprise. I want like you know. I want him to just ruin Goldberg's day. I feel like that would be the ouch. the best storied ending. You know what I mean? I just want him yeah. to like come out and just like squash Goldberg after a hard fought match with with Bobby Lashley. I feel like that's the way where's, to go. That's gonna this, that's gonna send the crowd. Where's this home Goldberg happy. hate coming from? I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to hate on Goldberg, but I'm. I'm well, I hate lo- to see what it, I hate to hear what it sounds like if you were trying to hate on Goldberg. Then <laughs> I'm just. I'm loving on Big E. That's what I'm doing. So it fe- maybe it feels a little harsh toward Goldberg, yeah. but not, um, I, I mean, you you know me. I'm a big proponent of Goldberg. I love Goldberg. Um, I just don't want him to be the one to end the the Almighty era. Like I said, yeah. for me, that's my own personal thing. Because, I mean, where is it going to go? I, I, You know, what's going to happen after SummerSlam? I don't see Goldberg hanging around for a long time after yeah. SummerSlam. And it really is going to not be as exciting or as cool if Big E cashes in, you know, after the fact. Like, if he cashes in yeah, on, you know, on the weekly show or something like that or some, you know, C-level pay-per-view, I feel like that's going to be lame. So See, I let- think it could actually be cool if Big E just did the ultimate babyface move and cashed in like two weeks in advance like i think i don't know i think well, it's too late night for of, that night of champions generally is like the follow-up oh, show night to, of champions. Okay. to uh yeah. SummerSlam. so yeah say hey i'm i'm cashing in at night of champions or class of champions whatever we're calling it nowadays um say hey i'm i'm cashing in and i'm gonna get my shot at the belt and give us a couple weeks to all get behind big e you know you could get if he's back on Raw, he'll have Kofi and Xavier back with him, and uh, yep. let, let's see Big gives, E. That just take gives on WWE too much time to like miff the storyline. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. if, you're, if you're if you if he announces it ahead of time, it's gonna give like they're gonna start thinking too hard about it, and they could really really mess it up. Whereas like if it's like a heist of the century style, yeah. You know, it, it, it's it's already happened, and then they have to figure it out afterwards. They have to figure out what they're going to do with the champion Biggie afterwards. Versus, like, they could really f things up and then make the crowd not excited. I mean, not that nobody would not be excited to see Biggie become the champion, but it it could make it not as big of a moment as it has potential to be. Yeah, right. And I, and I, I kind of want him riding solo. I mean, I, I love New Day. I love all three of them together. But I think they should just keep the momentum momentum going. And if he does win the title at some point, that he should just be by himself and just have those guys for support. I don't need him back with the new day. And now they're a three man team again. And he's kind of not lost in the shuffle, but, um, you know, did, I, new I just day, want did they come out whenever own. Kofi won? Did they come out to the ring? Yeah, they were down there. Don't remember yeah, they, they were, presented they Kofi. I, can't remember, I couldn't remember. Because remember, Daniel yeah. Bryan had the, uh, 
he was rocking the you know the planet's championship oh that's and right yeah. he presented uh kofi with the the brand new right, right, wwe right, right, belt that already had kofi side plates on it and uh yeah and yeah. you know they brought kofi's kids in the ring and all that stuff so yeah they were oh they were yeah that's right the okay time. they didn't interfere they were just at ringside cheering him on so, yeah moment. i think if, if he does if he does win then uh I mean, the New Day is definitely going to be there, dude. They, oh, yeah, they've, been, they've been rolling together this long. So, yeah, they're going to come out and have a, an in-ring moment. Yeah, they got to come out and help him celebrate and then turn on him. Swerve, oh, bro. Oh, my Kofi and Xavier take out. Take out talk Biggie. about, talk <laughs> about. We get Kofi going against Biggie. Talk about you a roller coaster of emotions, turns, dude. Man. Freaking. So Gold, Goldberg wins. The crowd is pissed off. Biggie comes out, cashes in. The crowd goes back high. Then freaking New Day comes out. Everybody's having an Takes emotional moment. Takes it even moment. higher. Takes and it even higher, and then the turn, turn freaking come crashing down, dude. Can you imagine? I want to. I'm like envisioning the, the the camera shots of the crowd's faces as this happens. Wow. Yeah, it's got to happen. All right. This is the match that I'm personally most excited for. It's uh, about seven years in the making. Seth Rollins versus Edge. Um, Seth, when he when he first turned heel and won the Money in the Bank briefcase shortly after, he had so many comparisons to Edge with the uh, the ultimate opportunist gimmick. You know, Edge had the Money in the Bank briefcase. He was the first one that really showed what the Money in the Bank briefcase was all about. Um, so these guys got a lot of parallels to each other. There was that crazy angle back in 2014 where Seth brought the authority back by threatening to kill Edge pretty much. He said he was, yeah. was going to break, <laughs> gonna break Edge's and- neck. You know, yep. John Cena begged for uh, for mercy or whatever. Um, so these guys got they got some history. Uh, Marco, how do you see this one playing out? Rollins versus Edge on uh, probably the biggest stage of 2021 in the wrestling world. Um, unfortunately, I don't see this as a clean win for either one. I think this is going to continue on. Uh, so I think there's going to be a few more matches between them. So I see this as like maybe like a, a double disqualification or so it's going to be the first, know, the first stop. Yeah. I don't, yeah, you can't, they're money. I mean, edge and Seth, you can't just have a one-off match between these two. Um, yeah. it, it, it really depends on how, what, what edges, how edge is feeling physically and stuff like that. But, um, I could see this going on for a few more matches, at least a bit, kind of like a trilogy. Um, so like how they did with, um, you know, Randy Orton, Randy Orton and edge. I could see that definitely happening with, uh, um, Edge and Seth, and then they'll probably throw in the Universal Title uh, stakes for that at some point, yeah, um, just to give it uh, some more some more flavor, essentially. But yeah, I think this I think this match is going to be, um, like I said, much to everyone's dismay, not a a clean win for either one. It's going to be either like I think Seth is going to be the one they get disqualified, and he's just going to go off the rails and use a chair or something like that, and then just completely kick the crap out of Edge. And then that'll fall into the next match or whatever the next pay per view is. I think it, yeah, you think it's I, Clash uh, of Champions, right? I tend to agree. This this feud has had so much heat behind it. Really, even kind of before they kickstarted it um, last month at Money in the Bank, I was there was so much time between Money in the Bank and SummerSlam that I thought eventually we would work up to either like Extreme Rules or Steel Cage or Hell in the Cell, some sort of gimmick being put on this to really make it the end all be all. Um, the fact that it's not any sort of gimmick match, I tend to agree with you. I think this is going to be the first match of a series because yeah, it, it feels like they need something bigger than just a straight up one on one to to kind of blow this one off. Uh, what do you think, Sheen? What's your thoughts on uh, on on Seth going up against Edge? Yeah, I think this is going to carry on for a while. Um, just you know the the current you know 
title picture. And it doesn't really make sense for Seth to win this and go on to like to immediately like face Roman Reigns at this point. I feel like it needs whoa, to build. Whoa, 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 whoa. We ain't going to talk about Seth losing. Now, Seth might get DQ'd. <laughs> Seth's not yeah. gonna lose though. <laughs> Seth is beating this old fuck. No, like, I believe mean, that. No, I was just I was just saying that you know if I was I was saying if Seth wins, you know, yeah, um, okay, he, okay. it doesn't make sense for him to go on. So yes, I definitely agree with both of you guys that some sort of shenanigans are gonna ensue. And yeah, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speak ill of of Seth Rollins on this podcast. I don't know that I've done it in the almost three years we've been running this podcast. So uh, even even during the eye popping era. I don't feel yeah, like I was yeah. <laughs> uh, I was bagging on Seth Rollins. I was still defending him. So, you know. <laughs> All right. It's time for the main event. This is the biggest match WWE's put on in a while. Um, shortly after WrestleMania, there was uh, Dave Meltzer had, had um, reported in the Wrestling Observer newsletter that behind the state behind the scenes in WWE, they really had four big money matches in mind for Roman with this current run that he's on. One was against Brock Lesnar, against Seth Rollins, against The Rock, and against John Cena. That was kind of the four matches that they had outlined that have to happen on this current run that he's on. And we're getting the first of those four this Saturday night. It's a rematch from No Mercy 2017. It's John Cena's first match since WrestleMania um, 36. So Mm. over almost two years, over a year and a half since John Cena was last in action. And he's going to be taking on Roman Reigns at the height of his powers. Uh, two years since Roman returned. I mean, it doesn't get much bigger than this. These guys, I think there's some real life heat behind the scenes. You know, Roman was the guy who kind of took Cena's spot as the top guy in WWE. They're going at it one-on-one for the most prestigious championship in professional wrestling. Sheena, how do you see this one going down? I mean, I am always going to be, at this point in time, you are silly to uh, jump off the reins train. So, I mean, he's been just running rough shot through the WWE. He, it's the, you know, like you said, the, the Roman verse, the Roman era, um, Thunderdome. Yeah, we're just Rome. living Kitty. in it. Yeah, we're all just living in it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Cena's here for a good time. He's not here for a long time. You know, his, his schedule. Shout out super to Hillbilly Jim. <laughs> yeah. His schedule's <laughs> super full of like A-list celebrity shit right now. So uh, be, being the universal champion is not on that agenda. Um, so having Roman lose this this epic run that he's been on uh, for a little short stint from from John Cena really makes no sense at all. Unless, and this is a huge unless, <laughs> WWE's feeling like super petty. And they, which is they have a tendency to be, and they just want to like stick it to Ric Flair. And since he's no longer with the the company, you know, make make John Cena the definitive uh, world title record holder. Wow. You know what I mean? I hadn't even thought about that, man. Yeah, so, that uh, be, yeah, that would be super petty. You could have him win it and then have Big E cash in then, you know, and just <laughs> yeah. Cena back to Hollywood, and you know, Roman could win <sighs> the belt back next month. I. I hope that's not the case. Though. I hope it's I feel not true. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think Roman's got to win. Marco, uh, we, do we see the Usos get involved, or do you think Roman's going to go over clean on Cena for the second time? Um, I think it's. Gonna, I think he's going clean. Um, um, if it, I mean, I, I hope we don't see any Uso shenanigans happening because that that would only lead me to believe that he would, he's going to lose essentially because yeah. you know Cena's just going to attitude adjustment. Both of those guys leave him leave him outside of the ring and just finish Roman Reigns off, which we don't want to see. So I'm hoping they don't uh, interfere, but um, no, yeah. I definitely see. And uh, I just ben. think Roman, I just think Cena, um, I don't know his, his presentation this whole time. It, it was cool to see him come back. Like you guys know, like I, I used to love Cena, um, but I feel like he has not evolved one iota since he left. Like he has, like he has no new 
characteristics. Like he still is doing the same thing. He doesn't approach Roman like he's been watching TV for the last year, which I, we all know. Like John Cena is a psychopath. He probably hasn't been watching WWE the last year, but it's it, he's it's like he was talking to a Roman from like years past. You know, like his promos yeah. did not reflect the Roman Reigns that we have seen in the past year and a half. Like it felt like he was talking to like you know post Shield Roman, like you know post WrestleMania. 31, 32 yep. Roman, you know, like it just didn't have the same um, effect, you know, like I feel like he should have like looked at him like an equal, whereas he was just trying to be like all jokey and hokey yep. and uh, kind of like play it, play it like super cool with Roman. And I'm like, bro, you, you're you stepping into the freaking, you know, shark tank right now. Yeah, he, uh, he, he brought that up on that first promo he did. Um, uh, Roman Reigns and he, you know, same old thing. Said, yeah, same old thing. Missionary. Yeah. That's, missionary. What, that's what he comes and out. Don't John motivate Cena's us. Missionary. You don't gear. get motivated by that. <laughs> not the tribal chief, not the head yep, of the nope. table. Nope, definitely not Ric Flair either. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you have to. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I think I think that was like the whole part. I think that was like the main meat of the storyline is just basically, you know, he's just seeing him as the same person he was. And I think on when SummerSlam happens, he's going he's gonna to find out that it's not the same River yeah, Reigns. it's like it's like Cena. Cena's ago. like the the modern day like Hulk Hogan. Like he's got his gimmick. He's got it down to. He's like it's an art form. You know what well, I mean? He's it's not like the real it's American. like innately within him. Yeah, well, he's not. He's not the real we'll American. Leave it at that. You know? Yeah, yeah. We won't. We won't speak. Uh, I mean, <laughs> won't get political yeah, on yeah. here. But yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but anyway, I, I just feel like he's he's just he just like pulls it out. Like it's like a, just like an act. For him, you know what I mean. Like it hasn't really yeah. ad- adjusted at all yeah. to the to the current time. So I, I'll keep it real, man. Like I I loved I really loved John Cena up until a couple months ago. I want to see Roman just squash this guy. This feels like it should be a real passing of the torch moment. Um, you so. know, we we should see Roman beat this guy clean one two three center of the ring to just really establish himself as you know yeah. the tribal chief. You know the leader of the current generation of WWE. And it's going to make it that much more special when, whether it's Big E, whether it's Seth Rollins, whether it's Matt Riddle, whoever it ends up being, once they finally dethrone Roman, it's going to make it that much more of a bigger deal. The fact that Roman Agreed. beat Cena clean one, two, three. Um, well, let me give you guys both, you know, final call. Sheena, what do you think? Roman or Cena? Who's standing tall at the end of SummerSlam? Roman. Marco? Reigns. All right. We acknowledged him. <laughs> Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern. Available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. I love that turnbuckle tavern. I don't know why it just makes me feel all uh, like so nice. You want to hit it twice? twice. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they the the Chads just they sound so good on the uh, on the way. They have perfect podcast voices. Um, So we went almost an hour on this ten match SummerSlam card. Um, We want to switch it up for NXT. We're going to do our new Royal Rumble segment. It's going to be based around Takeover Thirty Six. So. I'm going to give Sheena and Marco each one match, and they got 30 seconds to give us a prediction and uh, just their overall take on it. So I got my uh, trusty iPhone here. I'm going to be keeping the time on them, and they've each got 30 seconds. You guys ready to go? Let's go. All right, Marco, you're going first. 
We got L.A. Knight versus Cameron Grimes for the third time. This is for the Million Dollar Championship. And if if L.A. Knight wins, Ted DiBiase has to be his butler for 30 days now. So they're really going all in on this storyline. You got 30 seconds. Go. Yeah, I think so. I think this is it. This is the end of the the whole night Grimes uh, finale, and I'm I'm going with Grimes. I think Grimes is going to win the title. Um, he's going to save Million Dollar Man from being uh, L.A. Knight's uh, butler, and that's the end of it. Especially after that fiery promo that Grimes had uh, this past Tuesday. There's there's no way he's he's losing this match at all. I made it. <laughs> Just in time. See that? I'm getting, I'm getting good at this. <laughs> All right, Sheena, you're up. This is the uh, the female equivalent of uh, Shawn Michaels and Diesel breaking up. Yeah. Raquel Gonzalez defending the NXT Championship against Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai is finally getting her title match on Takeover. You got 30 seconds to give us your thoughts on this match. Go. So. Dakota is just jealous that every person that she's ever partnered with has become a bigger star than her. Um, she's the you know, sidekick. She's the sidekick, dude. You know, freaking um, Raquel has beat Mia Yim. She's beat Rhea, Tegan Knox, Shotzi, and Io freaking Shirai. So there's no way that, that little pink-haired shrimp is going to be <laughs> taking out Big Mommy Cool. So uh, I'm rolling with and still your NXT Women's Champion, Raquel Gonzalez. All right. I I, I tend to agree storyline-wise. Raquel's been booked so strong she should win, but I feel like she's about to be main roster bound. The main roster's getting so thin, mm-hmm. especially on the SmackDown side of things, and I feel like she could be a shot in the arm. So I don't know. I'm not sure who it could be. It could be somebody from developmental, somebody that we don't even know exists right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like Dakota Kai is going to get somebody new to come in and help her out to, uh, to win that belt, um, mm. but we'll see. Should be a good match, though. I'm rooting for Dakota just – not so much your in-ring character, just behind the scenes, because she's been in NXT for like for freaking ever, yeah. dude. And uh, I like Dakota, uh, you know, me breaking too. kayfabe. Yeah, I like Dakota. I was just, I was just, you know, cutting my promo because I really like, uh, you know, Raquel again. She's been oh yeah, so she's strong. a badass. She's totally, dude. she's totally my type. You know, just yeah, just big, strong brick shit house badass. Like, love yeah. her. All right, Marco, we got you a juicy one coming up next, man. Match of the year contender from 2020. Walter defending his NXT UK championship. He's had it almost two and a half freaking years now. Yeah. And he's defending it in a rematch against Ilja Dragunov. Give us your thoughts. Man. Um, yeah. If you see there, the televised match, uh, you're definitely in for a treat. Cause I think they're going to go all out since it's, they're actually on a, a you're like on a main pay-per-view doing this match. So, um, I'm pulling for Dragunov to win this. I think, uh, I think Walter, I think actually Walter's, um, main roster bound. Um, the Imperium cohorts did not win the NXT Tag Team Championships this past Tuesday, so that leads me to believe that Walter is going to fall suit and lose his as well. Wow! So you think it's coming to an end at Takeover Thirty Six? I, th- I think so. I think I think Dragonov's yeah. due for for a title reign. We hate yeah. to see it, but we also love to see it. So yeah, I, I agree. I don't really know what else Walter could do with that belt at this point. He's had it so mm-hmm. long and. I feel like he could actually, if they book him the right way, he could be a legit contender to uh, to Roman for his championship. Yeah, you know, Walter's yeah. he's so yeah. good at just the presence part it's of a wrestling. Good shout. You know? Yes, exactly. He's got it. Yep. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. definitely. All right, Sheen. Samoa Joe's first match in almost a year and a half, going up against Carrion Cross, who definitely seems main roster bound. Yeah. Who is going to win this match? 
So for those of you who know, uh, Samoa Joe and I have a storied history. <laughs> and despite spending years kayfabe wishing the Man. worst for Samoa Joe, um, I'm here to say that I, I'm happy to hear that this Joe is going to kill you chant. Um, and I wish for nothing more than for Joe to become the new NXT world champion uh, and just choke the life out of Karrion Cross and send him back into the main roster. Yeah. So I'm going with Joe. All right. Marco, we're leaving the main event for you. Oh, they haven't advertised man. this as a three stages of hell match for whatever reason, but you know, if it's a two out of three falls match and you got a different gimmick on each match, I'm calling it a three stages of hell match. So yeah. not to mention this is the undisputed finale. Very likely Adam Cole's last match in WWE. Who is going to win this last match between Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole? Man. Oh man, I think you have to, I think I'm gonna go with O'Reilly on this one. Um, I think it's it's only right that he he's the one that ends ends Adam Cole if this is his you know last match in NXT, um, and he sets him off into either the main roster or um, wherever he goes after that. There's another place he can go uh, where he has a girlfriend <laughs> and some friends that he can go see. But um, yeah, I think O'Reilly's uh, taking this. Yeah, I tend to agree. I uh, they're they're good friends in real life, so you you got to figure Adam Cole is probably like happy to do the uh, yeah do the favors to Kyle O'Reilly yeah. on his way out the door. All right, Sheena, last question <laughs> of the Royal Rumble segment. We got AEW Rampage this Friday night in the United Center, the house that Michael Jordan built, Chicago, Illinois, the hometown of one of the most beloved pro wrestlers of the uh, 21st century. It's going to be the biggest crowd in AW history. Rampage, the first dance. Will CM Punk debut? And should we care? So I'm hoping this is just the biggest troll job in wrestling because although oh I love God. AEW, I would yep. love nothing more than to see the punk-loving fans just have a freaking <laughs> whiny-ass meltdown when they're yet again disappointed <laughs> by the leader of the Troll Patrol, CM Punk. You know, the location being Chicago, and then you got Darby saying the best in the world reference, Kenny with the Cookie Monster shirt, just leaving breadcrumbs all the way up to MJF coming out to cult of personality. It would just be magical. Um, Oh yeah, my god! I'm sorry, yeah, gotta, no, no, sorry, not sorry, but I punk ha- does nothing for me. I have to add to this because it's <laughs> yeah, we, it's we, a can, 10 we can talk about this one for a minute. <laughs> it's a ten o'clock time slot for possibly the biggest return ever. If he if he does show up, what what is how does that how does that help out punk and AEW? Well, the, the ratings were good last Friday night. I can't remember what they were off the top of my head, but I know the ratings were really solid and they're trying to establish a new show, but yeah, I agree. It would make a lot more sense to tease it, tease it, tease it and yes. make people buy the pay-per-view. You know what I mean? You got a pay-per-view yeah. coming from the Chicago area here in a couple weeks. So from a business sense, you know, I could see it. Um, I do but think, think it would be funny because I'm going to be watching this. So like if you, if you have CM Punk show up on this and then you would really sell the pay-per-view because people are going to oh, know yeah, he's going to be on the pay-per-view. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So it would be like, yeah, I don't matter, but I kind of agree with you, she know, I'm, I'm not a CM Punk fan. I'm really not. I've the bitterness he showed towards pro wrestling and more specifically just his fans. You know, he seemed like he was kind of yeah. just, I felt like he was kind of just rude to his fans over the last seven years since he left yeah. WWE. 
I I don't know. I I could really give a fuck less if he comes back or if he doesn't come back. So yeah, yeah I and think I agree. Like pro wrestlers if, don't owe their fans any. It's whatever. Like you don't owe the fans anything. Like you can do whatever. No, you I want. think you but do it doesn't. I'm not gonna. Though. I'm not gonna freaking you know be like oh like I'm not just gonna be like you know we're not worthy. We're not worthy. Yeah. yeah when it's just like you know he's trolling and talking shit and just being kind of like an asshole yeah. to people. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Remember people. Remember people out there. He turned his back on even on his wrestling. friends. Yeah, <laughs> yes. and, and on his I mean, friends. Like yeah, real life friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, I, say, I, I think it would be hilarious if, yeah, they hype up, you know, a big appearance from a major superstar. I think it was, I can't remember if it was Dougie Nunya or Vince in the Facebook group that posted, you know, hype it up. And then Friday night at the end of the show, it just Cody comes out, you know, to his oh, normal big God. entrance. That's what I don't get. I mean, it's an only, an, it's, an, it's an hour show. Like, it does seem many, like for, for as big of a moment as a CM Punk return has been made out to be by the internet wrestling community. An episode of Rampage seems a little, I don't know. A little light. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's a, it's a step up from like his. A, uh, it's a step up from his talking smack appearance when he like came back as the big surprise on you know. Yeah, people did it. What was that? Yeah. It wasn't talking smack then. It Whatever was that short lived um, WWE show on Fox uh, Sports was, I can't remember what it was called either. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Everybody's cool. Yeah, to me, uh, uh, yeah, I feel like I because yeah, I feel like Rampage is like the Sunday Night Heat of AEW, which is cool. You know, I mean, it's an extra yeah. hour wrestling every week. But it does seem a little a little light for the the debut of CM Punk. So I don't know. I really don't care if CM Punk never came back. I would be fine with it. I'm sure it'll yeah. be interesting if he does. If he come comes back. back, exactly. If he comes back, I'm happy for the people that like him and want to see him and uh, and pop for that. It's gonna do nothing for me personally. Um. So you know, yeah. again, I can I can be happy for you without really giving a shit for myself. You know. I mean, I've I've seen uh, people don't know the theory that he might show up at SummerSlam. Um, that would be the biggest swerve that he actually signed, re-signed with the WWE. Now that um, he shows would, up at like the the Universal Championship match, or because it will be because of the summer of Punk, it was yeah. uh in, in our age, years ago, two thousand five. Yeah, um, same thing with John Cena. He had that thing, and what but better way to like, come back and you know interrupt and have John Cena lose or something like that? And yeah, that would that'd be, be cool. that'd be pretty epic if. If, uh, if that happened, but that would be, I don't think he's yeah, that'd be the swerve of the century if that happened. But no, I think yeah. from all intents, it sounds like him to AW is, is a done deal there. There's already AW yeah. merch at the pro wrestling T store in Chicago with the, the CM Punk logo on it. So I think it's all, I think it's just a matter of if we see him at a uh, rampage or if they make us wait <sighs> until, uh, until all out, let's have a drink. Alright, Sheena, you can start it off this week. What are you sipping on? So I'm sipping on a uh, High Wire Goes. It is an ale brewed with coriander and pink Himalayan sea salt, tart and refreshing. It's really good. I've really been into like the sours and the gozes uh, this this summer. So um, I'll be transitioning to all my fall beers here pretty soon. You know, oh, you know, I hate I'm the a, pumpkin a, beers. You know, not necessarily <laughs> pumpkin, but you know, like some ciders, some really good. I like the you ciders. Know. Yeah, we got yeah, some pineapple I'm, cider I'm, out in the fridge right yeah, now. Yeah, and then you know, um, they it. got like the Pungo, like a, a large local brewery does some really good, like you know, fall Halloween inspired. Uh, you I know, like beers the stouts, and stuff, so. you know, like the s'more stout, something like that. Everything, but uh, yeah, yeah, the so pumpkin I'm closing, beers. I'm closing out, you know, the them. the remainder of the summer, past summer slam with uh with some tart refreshingness. But I do have you know my my uh, Halloween koozie here. For those of you who are watching, you can see it's my um, Halloween. It's by Little Shop of Gore. 
or if you're not following them and you like creepy stuff, definitely. These are like handcrafted, hand painted. I'm not sponsored by them in any way, but I just love their shit. So yeah. They look great and they're badass koozies also. They're super thick, so they're going to keep your beer cold. Yeah. I made so. it a uh, an IPA night. I started off with uh, Three Notch Breweries Juicy IPA. I got to be honest, this wasn't as juicy as I wanted it to be. You know, that's what she said. That's what she um, said. <laughs> but uh yeah, I, I think it's because I've been getting on the New England hazy IPAs and those are like straight orange juice or like grapefruit juice. So uh, this is just like a regular traditional IPA that's just advertised as juicy or whatever. It wasn't really that. Uh, it was good, but it wasn't what I was looking for. So I had to chase it with uh, Broken Skull IPA, which always hits the spot. You nice. know, this is yeah. can't go wrong with that. Two, yeah, this is number two behind Miller Lite for my absolute favorite beer oh, yeah. in the world. So it's going down smooth and I'm loving it. Marco, what are you drinking? Uh, you gotta, you gotta go with the, uh, the love and wrestling, uh, all summer I mean, long, man. Cause we're, cause we're talking, we're talking wrestling. I mean, just much like Sheena, I might, uh, I definitely like to switch over to the, uh, there's a beer called uh pumpkin head, um, that we have around here. It's a pumpkin beer. So yeah, I'll be switching to that soon. Um, yeah, I'm excited to start dabbling in all the, the fall selections that are coming. I've already seen them. I've hold, I've held off. I haven't got. I haven't bought any yet. So, uh, you know, I'm going to wait. Probably September 1st, yeah. that's when I'm going to start, you know, stocking the stock in the fridge with some fall selections. I mean, it's already, it's it's Halloween already. Yeah, it's here. basically once, Halloween. Once, uh, once August 31st hits. And, and, yeah, if you go to you like know, a Lowe's or a Home Depot right now, they have all of their Halloween stuff. Yeah, it's it's already set. I mean, Salem's going to be crazy. So get ready for all those uh all those people just walking around in costumes like they're just it's just regular clothes, which is pretty fascinating <laughs> sometimes. But yeah. All right, let's hear from our good friend Pyramid Wrestling. Check out the Pyramid Wrestling Podcast. Each week we dive deep into all things wrestling action figures. From AEW Unrivaled, WWE Mattel Elite, our childhood WWF, WCW, ECW collections, and more. You can also find Pyramid Wrestling on YouTube. That's Pyramid Wrestling, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you guys happen to watch AEW Dynamite on Wednesday night, if you see a psychopath in the front row with the Sting face paint going nuts <laughs> singing Judas in the, yeah. uh, <laughs> the, the main event, that's our good buddy. He was there. He had the Galoob Sting face paint with the, uh, the Galoob-inspired Pyramid Wrestling t-shirt on that you can find. Yeah. On awesome. ProWrestlingTees.com. Uh, that, that was our good friend. So so shout out to, uh, to Scott. Uh, it was very, it was, I just cracked up. Like I saw him and I was like, hey, there's a guy in a Pyramid Wrestling shirt. And then I went to his IG and he's like, yeah, I saw in his story that he, that he was there in the house. So pretty cool. He got to be a part of that. And that, that was pretty neat seeing the fans um, basically seeing Chris Jericho to the ring. So I think was, we got yeah, some pro really to eat cool. here on the, uh, the Figure Four segment this week. You know, last week we were all basically super pessimistic and i think the consensus for us was that the new gen ring was going to get made but it was gonna you know crawl across the uh the finish, finish line, line yeah. for 5, they were gonna have backers, to throw in all the like, extras cool running style yeah. um but yeah. friday <laughs> man it just that was friday was the last day of um the macho, the man. macho man early bird special early bird. Yep. and it just started up, you know, you'd see, okay, we're getting 50 people an hour. Then we're getting a hundred people an hour, then 200. And it was just that wave just went up and it became a freaking tsunami. And next thing you know, we ended up smashing past 8,000 on Friday night. It's yep. funny how much that early bird special really ended up happening. Cause I checked today and I think it's only at like 8,060. So basically like there were 8,000 people who really fucking wanted to make every <laughs> tier of this thing happen. <laughs> yeah. And it's been, it's been dead for the last week, but thank God it's funded 
um, we had. Yeah. And Marco, what, yep. what were kind of your thoughts, man, as, uh, as Friday went down and we saw us just crush through all the different tiers of, uh, of the crowdfunding project? I mean, yeah, I was, uh, I think it was, I was like, I was kind of a part of that, uh, that last like wave of, of, uh, people. I think I tweeted out, I tweeted out the link. Um, cause I see it cause it, it was close. It was, it was really close to being, you know, being funded first and foremost, uh, just getting that, that first 5,000. Um, and, uh, I tweeted out a link, uh, you know, to be like, Hey, let's, let's, let's get this done. And, uh, just in a matter of, so I'm taking, basically I'm taking credit for, for, for hitting the first, uh, <laughs> the Chick Billy show, uh, Twitter yeah. <laughs> followers made it happen. I did the math. I, I cause it, there's like a thing where you can like, cause I did, uh, it was like the bit, the short link, like the bitly link for it. Yeah. You can see how many people interact with the link. And it was, it was around like 300 people that clicked that link. So 300 times 250. Hey man. I mean, <laughs> numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. But, uh, yeah, no, I was, uh, yeah, that was, that was a, it was a, it was a roller coaster of a day. I mean, just seeing it hit that and then continuing, like even that, you know, doing obviously eventually happened and then the ring skirts had just like, yeah, it was, it was, it was really it was an exciting cra- day. Yeah. It was crowdfunding 101. We talked about that last week, how the issue with the timing and everything made it so dead at the start. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. nobody wants to be the dumbass who's like, yeah, I was one of the thousand people that backed this thing. It, when it, you know, even though it crashed and burned, you know, but once <laughs> yeah. it got successful, everybody wanted to be a part of it. And dude, the last 3000 flew by, like we hit yes. 5k and then it was like, all right, let's go get doink. And we got doink. And, uh, I forgot to even check it after that. And then sure shit, yeah. like an hour later I looked and it's like, yeah, we're getting the ring skirts too. So yeah, it's it pretty awesome. Nuts. Uh, the early, the early bird thing with adding the macho man figure in, I think that really made really all helped. the difference. Um, Sheen, I'm going to put you on the spot to shoot a little bit on our good friends at Mattel. Well, we got one good friend. Action Figure Attack's a good friend. Bill's kind of an enemy of the show. (laughs) Big shot Bill. We're still ready to welcome you back, Bill, with open arms if you just unblock Sheena. Just unblock me. I I I didn't even do anything to you. (laughs) Um, Was was Mattel good? Was this all strategic? Did they know from the start that they were going to drop this surprise Macho Man figure on us? And uh, get this thing funded, or were they just lucky and scrambling and ended up hitting on something that connected <laughs> with the figure community? What do, what do you think? They were scrambling, dude. There's no way that they like they were like, oh, we're gonna throw in this early bird special. If this thing had a if this thing had a taken off like a freaking rocket, dude, like that Macho Man. I think that Macho Man was already in the works. It would have come out eventually, but yeah. I feel like they were like, we got to do something, man. Like we got to make yeah. this happen. So they went ahead and just tossed it in. Um, and, uh, you know, we talked about, you know, we're not going to rehash all the things that we thought could have made this a better launch, but, uh, yeah, they got lucky and they had such, such huge support from like, you know, the major bros and a lot of other people in the figure community really pushing this thing and kind of like bringing people together, uh, to, to fund it. So yeah, yeah. and I, I feel like they just, they just got lucky. And like you said, Seth, like once, once people saw that, like the potential for it to actually be funded was there, I think a lot more people were willing to open up their wallets. I think it was just really just a matter of like people not wanting to like give Mattel a free $250 loan for like a month and a half. You know what yeah. I mean? So once they saw that it was actually going to happen, they, they cashed in, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think the other thing too, is I think they did, I think they did a pretty decent job in pivoting too from and, and listening to, uh, what the, what people had to say when it came to um, actually, you know, making this happen. You know, like you said, giving just giving up two hundred fifty dollars is a lot. Um, yeah. So they made that adjustment that it wasn't going to be taken right away. Um, 
just like when it was fully backed and when, when the uh, actual, you know, backing ends, that's when it will be uh, deducted. There was, uh, I think there was like Klarna too. If you've heard of that, that like you do like in payments. Oh yeah, the you payments. Can, yeah, you can yeah. Actually, basically like a zero yeah. interest uh, payment system. Yeah, so you could do that um, as well. You could actually sign into the Klarna app and um, it, it lets you link the website to Klarna and you can actually, you know, set up the payments that way. So they made, so they, it was pretty much, they made it pretty, you know, like I said, they pivoted. Um, as they made much it much more consumer friendly over the course of a few weeks. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, it, it, just like Sheena said, it, a lot of a, a lot of podcasts out there back and the major bros yet fully posable out there tweeting about it. Myself, us. Um, us, we were tweeting about it. Um, uh, uh, wrestling figure news source. Um, uh, who else? Uh, there's just a ton of ton of uh, different podcasts out there and uh, any, any all figure collectors out there just just retweeting it and, you know especially in that those last couple of days uh, of the Macho Man early bird yeah, special and actually, they, uh, attack was making the making the podcast rounds too uh, oh yeah he was going yeah, we he talked to him we were was, like you know we were like we don't do we don't really everywhere. do interviews yeah really we don't really do interviews but if we did we would yeah. definitely have you on he's like well if you're ready to talk you know let me know we'll talk <laughs> about it yeah, yeah. Um, so we felt like we had to acknowledge it because he was going on so many podcasts and he has been such a big supporter of uh you know of us on instagram and twitter yeah, and the yeah. show in general yeah. like yeah, Sheena had to reach out to let him know. Like, hey, dude, like, <laughs> we're it's not, not just like not we're inviting you. On. Yeah, we're not we just time we you. just really don't do interviews. That's, <laughs> that's, that's that's never really been our thing, man. So yeah, uh, Sheen, I'll, I'll kick it back over to you, man. So we're getting a ring, probably the best, um, you know, toy ring we've ever gotten. Mm-hmm. We're getting an entrance stage, and we're getting um, Ultimate Edition Macho Man, Diesel, and Doink. Which item on this set are you most excited for? I think I'm ex- most excited for the neon entranceway. I think that's going to be like just a really cool like piece for people's, you know, arena setups and things like that. It's just such an iconic, um, you know, piece. And the fact that it actually lights up is just, uh, it's just epic. So I'm, I'm really excited to see that in person and, uh, and to get that in hand. So that's probably the piece yeah. I'm most excited about. I mean, the ring is going to be cool. It's going to be the best ring that any of us have ever had, but uh, you know, a ring is a ring is a ring for the, for the most part. You know what I mean? But I think yeah. that's really like a unique piece. I mean, we loved it so much that we got a custom one made a few years ago. So, Cardboard, yeah. um, yeah, it's, it still looks really nice. I mean, it's like a really nice piece, but yeah, it's it's cardboard. So uh, yeah, I'm excited it's gonna to be actually have to get like a, a uh, yeah an actual a light. It up does one. have the uh, WWF logo on it though, which I think is definitely a, a, a it's a little, <laughs> makes it a little bit more superior than the there one. There were a that lot is, of people uh, on the WrestleFigs forums who that was like the reason they weren't backing this. They hated just the W logo for the <sighs> you know the authenticity nah, factor. I mean, you, like, have, you have to accept it at this point. Yeah, How? it's been almost 20 years since we lost. Yeah, this. yeah. get over it. F out. Yeah, yeah, come on. You gotta get over this point, Marco. How about you? Which item are you most excited for out of the set? Oh man, obviously I love Macho Man, one of my favorites. Um, Love Diesel, also I'm a Diesel Mark as well. But Doink, Doink in Ultimate Edition form, man. Yeah, I don't think you're. I I mean, I don't think you were ever gonna get that in the main like line, like the main retail line. And those head sculpts are crazy, man. With the expressions and stuff he has from the. You get all the different Doinks. You get the Mm -hmm. happy. You know, first appearing doink, you get like the, you know, kind of like the almost disheveled doink, and then you get the really disheveled with the with the scraggly hair and the yeah. scary yeah. face and everything. The mallet, oh man, it's it, it's gonna be cool. The only thing they can uh, really top it off is to have some type of like like water squirting flower. Um, no, they, they need to have they need to have dink, like dude. <laughs> or yeah, dink. Yeah, if, yeah, if, if, if it would have been ultimate edition tech. with dink, yeah. 
They should have made a 9K stretch goal to get a, a Ding Ultimate Edition. That would have been awesome. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. But yeah, but yeah I'm just that Doink uh, figure is insane, dude. Yeah, I'm just happy he's actually, like I said, that's the only way you're going to get a Ultimate Edition Doink. Like, I don't think they were going to, that was like in the plans for it. Do Maybe you have it was, the Elite Doink? Yes. Marco, yeah, you do? Okay. Elite yeah. 34. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Uh, but yeah, it was that, that one actually, that one sold me more than anything, even the ring. So I was like, "Holy crap!" I, I mean, when he when uh, Bill put that the mallet in the ring when mm-hmm. that wasn't even announced yet, I was like, "Oh man, we get an ultimate a UE doink!" Like he doesn't yeah. even belong with he just does. like yeah, all he, the other ultimate. He's he's sticking, that, yeah, he's gonna be yeah. sticking out like a sword thumb. Prestigious, yeah. Becky Lynch, Ric Flair, Stone Cold, <laughs> The Rock, Triple H. And now I'm doing. Yeah, that figure never <laughs> would have happened without this crowdfunding project. So very, very yeah. cool. Um, speaking of which, Action Figure Tag has indicated that because this one was a success, there will be more crowdfunding projects, but the next one will not involve a ring. So let's do some fantasy booking yeah. here. Sheena, what do you want the oh. next crowdfunding project to be? Maybe we'll get like an actual like functioning like Titantron that's got like, you know, everybody's entrances like preloaded in it, you know, um, oh, and be uh, cool. yeah, be like a screen with uh, everybody's like, you know, little uh, what do you call those? They're Titantron they're Tron. package. Yeah. yeah, they're Tron. Yeah. That's what you call them. Yeah, that would that would be very, very neat. Uh, I want the full set, though. If, if we're getting that, we're going to have to get, um, you know, like bras, war ring skirts to go with our ring. Uh, yeah. the ramp and everything. I, I I want the full entrance. That would be dope because the the original Titantron like ninety ninety late ninety six ninety seven raw entrance. That's probably my favorite ever entrance set. It just looks so uh, you know, pardon the pun, raw. You know, I knew and, you were uh, gonna say raw. <laughs> yeah, it it was really really cool. How about you, Marco? What do you want to see for the next crowdfunding project? If if it's not a ring and it's another set, I think you I think you have to go with the the old school SmackDown fist. Like an actual metal, like the like not 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 plastic, <laughs> like an actual replica of of the set, metal ramp, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just with the little screen on on the side. The little oval the screen on the side. Yeah, yep. you still have the Titantron with all the videos and stuff like that. Just that, I think that'd be pretty awesome. I think that's. I mean, I could probably speak for a lot of people when they like to see that, like in miniature form. Yeah, Definitely. we uh, we discussed this on part one of three of the greatest tag teams episode, I would want to see the barbershop set, you know, yeah. give us the, yeah. uh, find a way to get Marty, Marty Jannetty under contract since it's crowdfunding. That could be part of it. You know, we'll pay to get, yeah. uh, you know, crazy ass Marty on oh, a yeah, deal definitely. and give us, give us Brutus, Sean and, uh, Marty figures with the, with a set, <laughs> you know, breakaway window. I, I think that would be so cool. Um, so, so that would be my pick. Um, Again, sticking with Mattel Creations, that's pretty much it for figure news this week. Uh, it's been reported that the new retro box set with Mean Gene, Bob Orton, Roddy Piper, and Mr. T is going to be about 50 bucks on there. And it's going to be basically a pre-order model, so everybody that wants one can get one. Um, Sheena, do you think this is going to be a successful model for retros to be reintroduced to the market? Yeah, I mean, I feel like people would have bought them all individually anyway. Um, you yeah. know, it 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 sucks that you know it, it feels like a big ask to fork over fifty bucks right off the bat. But again, She's I think getting four I got, figures though. Yeah, I think people yeah. would have bought them individually. I like that it's a pre order model where it's like everybody that wants one can get one. So there's really not a lot of aftermarket you know markup for these things um, until yep. until later down the road. You know what I mean? But like uh, in the immediate future, there's not like a a big markup because everybody that actually wanted one had the opportunity. So I, I like that model. Marco, who's your most wanted wrestler in uh, Hasbro retro form at this point? Oh man, um, they pretty much. I mean, it definitely has to be a female because they haven't had any uh, female retro 
and it, we've talked about this before with the, you know the how how they're built and all that stuff. But I think I think we have to go with definitely. I mean, if it is going to be a uh, one of the female superstars, you probably have to go with Charlotte. I think yeah. just to you know set it off, just to be that first first ever. Um, I ideally want them to go really retro and just bring back all the all the uh, ones from yesteryear. So like redo a Hogan, redo a Macho Man. Cool. Ultimate Warrior, and just like mainly just knock down the resale value. Yeah, of the Hasbro. Yeah. Uh, just bring them all back out again, like series, like the whole series again. Just just go really, really retro, and because they're doing it now with these with these ones, it's all old school figures. So we'll just I'd say just continue and just bring everyone back to yeah. the rockers. Well, actually, you can't do the rockers. You can do Shawn Michaels. You can do one half of the rockers, if anything. But yeah. That's what I, I want to see, like a, to see. Uh, a King Mabel. You know, he was supposed to be in the Orange Ooh, Card series. Yeah. The last set of Hasbro's yeah. that got canceled. Uh, it seems like he should be under contract. You know, we got a King Mabel figure back in 2019. And then we got Viscera last year. So uh, I think King Mabel yeah. could be very, very cool in the Hasbro line. We're getting Jeff Jarrett through the uh, Zombie Sailor I mean, heels, heels and uh, faces. Yeah, we know somebody. We know somebody that can uh, make King Mabel if... Uh, you know, I mean, ZST, if you're, yeah. if you're listening, lock that <laughs> down if he isn't locked down already. <laughs> Sheen, how about you? Who do you want to see in uh, Hasbro form? Yeah, I was going to say we need we need some women. Um, and since uh, Marco picked Charlotte, I'll say we need a, we need a Becky Lynch uh, retro. Man. So mm-hmm. we, need, we need the man. All right, let's go to our weekly purchases. Marco, what did you add to your collection this week? Um, Mostly, I actually have them right next to me. So mostly the... Uh, a lot of the legends actually uh, traveled to Target to pick up some things. Went down the toy aisle, ended up seeing. Um, wait, 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 wait! I just noticed something. Are you wearing a Cody shirt? Yes, I am wearing a Cody okay, shirt. Okay, we're done here. Let me find. Where's the Where's the boot <laughs> just, button? Let me get Mark just blur it. Gene, we're going to be finishing the show. Just the two of us this week. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We'll, we'll we'll blur it out in post production. <laughs> go go ahead, Marco. We'll let it pass. But it's not Cody. Pre- I mean. It's not Cody Rhodes. It could be Cody from Zach and Cody. <laughs> Zach and Cody's Sweet Life, if you want to call it that. But, um, but yeah, so, uh, so I grabbed the uh, BJS, Big John Stud. Oh, yeah. sure you can see it. The lights Great figure. It, but yeah, grabbed the Big John Stud there. Um, also found, just on the shelf right behind it, another Macho Man. Ooh, yeah. You found both those at the same target? Yeah. Nice, yeah. and then and then I had a shipment from the uh, from the Fig God himself, and that was pretty much the the rest of them. So I'm, I'm just gonna he's the affiliate, like the this. unofficial fourth member of the Chick. These right here, yeah. Nice. So there, nice. there are there two a, machos. Is there a Chase Macho mixed in that? There is. There is a Chase Macho here. Yeah. So. Yeah. Jordan's been killing it finding those chases. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's uh. Yep. That's actually this one right here. You can Hell see yeah. Different headband there, but yeah. Um. And this you could probably make this a we were talking about well we'll give you a little sneak preview. We talked about this with the mega powers. Since he is wearing the yellow tights, you can kind of make this a mega powers a macho man if you I mean if anything. I mean yeah, close you to you could probably it. work that out. Yeah, so but yeah, that, those are my uh those are my pickups. Just pretty much the whole legends legends line. Nice. So we added one figure. Sheena's got it ready to show off. We got from our good friends uh, Kevin and Eric up in Canada, the awesome. mild-mannered Canadian Collectors Podcast, they hooked us up with Colonel Mustafa. Very cool nice. figure. Um, I'm hoping somehow, some way, we get General Adnan. Also, 
We know we got yeah. uh, Heel Sergeant Slaughter coming in Elite 89 to uh, complete the, the trio from SummerSlam 91. So neat figure, though. And then we got a huge belt haul from uh, Forbidden Figurines. Sheena was calling me, uh, you know, the Kenny Omega of toy belts. So yeah, I'll show them off real, real quick. We got, uh, I think the glare may uh, may do me in on this, but we got the uh, the white and green TNT title from Oh, uh, nice. From Miro. Awesome. Yeah, let me take out a tag and see if I can get a decent shot of it for our viewers on YouTube. If anybody has not... If anybody, yeah, it does sound weird. If anybody has not picked up anything from Forbidden Figurines, you need to do it. She is the absolute best belt maker in the yeah, biz. I think, so. I, I think I have to. Yeah, she somehow ended up getting the uh, the white and green um, TNT That's title awesome. out. Literally, like the night he did, it was the it. night of. Somehow yeah. had it for sale. Got the uh, the impact, the white strap impact title. Sweet, Lucia uh, Underground, the Gift of the Gods belt. That's got the triple awesome a belt that Kenny Omega is holding right now that he defended against Andrade on, um, on Saturday night. And then the classic, the big gold WCW by forbidden figurines. So, um, nice. hit her up for binfigurines.com. She's the best in the biz at making belts. It's just, these are little miniature like works of art. Um, very, yeah. very cool. So pretty much anything she, she puts out, we will definitely add to the collection. Let's hear from extra cooler. Hey everyone, it's Nick, better known as Extra Cooler. Is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past? Yes, there is. It's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice-cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old-school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. All right, it's time. <laughs> Throw my for shoulder out like Sammy. Mini chicks, yeah. <laughs> That's what I think every time when he does that, yes. thing right there. I, yeah, I, he I, has I will never, I will never forget that. I will, yeah, I will never forgive Brent him. Brent Hart for that. out to introduce him in Montreal for the United yes, States <laughs> Open Championship against John Cena. I mean, it really doesn't get much bigger than that for uh, for your debut. And he somehow he took himself out, out on the entrance ramp. Yeah, I was I was only laughing during the extra cooler thing because I was thinking of the because uh, we because I said I hope you know when they're walk, they're not doing the same thing they were when they were. Uh, young men and you know after watching pay-per-views us you know fighting each other and pulling off wrestling moves but i was proven wrong yeah and they they sent us know, in our group chat that we have with them um they sent us a uh some some <laughs> pictures and stuff of nick having uh i can't remember if it was jim or or mike he had him in a uh a figure four, figure so. four yeah so <laughs> yeah. they still they still do it yeah so i underestimated those guys but yeah that's why i was laughing <laughs> during it. all right so it's time for how many chicks so this is where uh, I randomly select a figure from our thousand plus wrestling figure collection. Sheena has no idea what it is. Um, hold up the Undertaker's casket, Sheen. We got uh, we got the casket playset from Ringside Collectibles. Mm-hmm. There's a mystery figure in there. I'm gonna hit the drum roll. Sheena's gonna reveal it, and we're gonna do a live review and give it from uh, 0.0 to 5.0. So, Sheena, you ready to reveal the figure for this week? Let's go. All right, here goes the drums. Yeah. 
And it is opening the casket. Oh, we have the Beast Incarnate Brock Lesnar retro figure. Sorry, but if goes. you don't like that music, if that music don't yeah, get yeah. right, you don't have no you have no soul. I used to I when we used to run, I would like age. my last mile, I would like hit that music and it would like push me through my last mile on my run. Oh, yeah. yeah, and for people our age, I mean that's basically like like the limp biscuit sound right there. You know, it's like a limp yeah. biscuit oh, yeah. like outtake was, instrumental. Yeah. Or whatever. So so yeah, this I almost is kicked retro. over my table. This is uh, <laughs> this is retro Brock Lesnar. He was from series one of uh, the Mattel retros, you know, the re-release of the Hasbros. So obviously there were a lot of issues with that line. That's why it's gone away for a few years before finally coming back. But he was in the first wave coming back. Um, Sheena, give us uh, kind of your thoughts on this figure. Um, they did a good job. Face sculpt looks just like Brett. Or Brett. Huh? Brock. Um, <laughs> so used to saying Brett like a thousand yeah. times a day. Just rolls off the tongue. Uh, looks just like Brock. Uh, got his sword tattoos. Got a lot of his tattoo detailing. Black trunks. or bl- Sorry, black shorts with his uh, Brock Lesnar logo. Black boots and black gloves. Um, I mean, pretty, pretty decent representation of Brock, I would say. You know, nothing too, too special about it. I, uh, to me, I think he represents a lot of the problems with the retro line and why it was ultimately a failure. So the thing about ha- the Hasbro line, um, those figures were super colorful and bright, you know, which was a yeah. little bit of that is the product of the time they were in. But it was also the attires that Hasbro chose like ha- the whoever, you know, Robert um, Rudo, who was in charge of the uh, the Hasbro actually design of the figures. He was always picking super colorful attires. Like, I think one thing that really yeah. helps wrestling figure lines is if you can create the figures in a way that even a kid who may not be a wrestling fan, if he's walking down the toy aisle, if he sees him, he's like, oh, that's a really cool figure. You know, I just, I want it. You know, I don't know why, but I want it. And I think with the Hasbro line, or or excuse me, with the uh, the Mattel retro line, they picked a lot of really kind of basic ass attires. You know, there's so much, so many guys in black gear. Mm -hmm. You know, you had uh, Seth Rollins in black, Undertaker was in black, even the Cena figure was was in black. Yeah, Cena figure was in black shorts with just a green hat. Roman's all black. You had Undertaker in series one. You had that Doom series that really, I, I think the series that really killed that line was Seth when he was in the black and gray. You had Goldberg, you had AJ in predominantly black pants, and then a Dean Ambrose figure. Remember, that set yeah. sat on Target shelves yeah. for like years. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure you could probably oh, still yeah. find a few yep. random Targets out there that had those figures sitting there. And I think that's yeah. what killed them. They were just, it was yep. really kind of boring design. The figures weren't bad. Like even that, you know, hold that Brock up to the camera mm-hmm. again, Sheen. It's accurate. You know, it's yeah. a good head sculpt. It looks like Brock. But they were just boring. I think a lot of the the Mattel yeah. retro offerings were just boring more than anything else. Uh, what do you think, Marco? What was yeah. your overall take on that Brock Lesnar figure specifically, and just the Mattel retro line in general? Um, yeah, no, I think I think you hit the nail on the head with that. I would just see you know just the color schemes. Um, you know, Brock Lesnar wore red red shorts at one point. Why not? I was going to say the, the red, red shorts, shorts would have been a much better. Yeah, red choice. shorts. Um, AJ Styles had. You know, he has totally tons of different color schemes that they could have went with besides just like um, all black. Um, yeah. Dean Ambrose, I mean, you really can't 
do much. I mean, yeah. just a white tank top and the blue jeans. I mean, that's colorful enough <laughs> in that sense. But Seth Rollins, you could have definitely done something with. Um, Roman Reigns, eh, not so much. John Cena, blue. They just shouldn't have put jeans. them all in the same series. I mean, it's fine. I know. I like. Yeah. You know, Seth, Seth wears predominantly black. You know, Roman just mix it, them up it, it though. Just, Mix them yeah, up. Mix them yeah, up. exactly. Yeah. Seeing it, you get yeah, I mean, going they, on like the camo shorts or something, you know? Just camo shorts, blue, even blue jeans. some color on there. Uh, yeah. The denim shorts. You the could jorts. Have, could have done that. The jorts, yes. Um, so, like, I was just actually just thinking of, like, New Day. New Day was perfect for for a retro line just because they're colorful. They pop. Mm-hmm. Um, but those Ray didn't Mysterio. come around until series, I think, five like, or six. It was and too the, late. The line yeah. was already dying off at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should have, uh, like, like you said, kind of, like, not – not maybe put New Day all in like maybe one line, just maybe put them in each. Just yeah. like like you said, just make it spread make it, it colorful, make them pop, make them out uh, because it, it's they're technically kids' toys. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. one thing that kids love is like colors and you know I mean I just said you know full transparency. I have my figure room. Kids always go in there and they go for the most colorful figures. Hundred percent, man. Naomi, with that, with that, uh, exactly. The glow with the dark uh, uh, jacket that she has, I go right for it. They want to grab it. Ultimate Warrior. I think I have, I have like, good thing I have like multiple Ultimate Warriors because yeah, they that's the first thing they go for is Ultimate Warrior because he's colorful and he has all these different. Yeah, I used to nanny for these kids, and we I would bring them up to our figure room, and like Macho Man was like one of the first ones they would always grab. They loved all the Macho Man figures. Yeah, I remember and, they thought like he I was said, a a fireman because of his cowboy yeah. hat. <laughs> he said, "Oh, he's a fireman." He said, "He's got fire on his hat and his tummy." <laughs> <laughs> that, that's actually funny. But uh, like I said, I, I was kind of like you know, you know, you know, like our, the dream our retro line would be like to basically go back and uh, you know bring back the older ones because I think it would definitely help out with all the different. You know, like the colorful characters that are back in the yeah, and you know, I know uh, the, pur- 80s, the purpose of this 90s. line was to get some modern superstars in that, like in that mm-hmm. Hasbro form. You know, I again, I just think it was just kind of a misstep. Um, you know, yeah, they just the biggest stars of that time that, that, that they thought would sell, like Brock and Seth and Undertaker and John Cena and everybody. Yeah. Like they just weren't the most toyetic per yeah. se. You know, exactly. All right, let's hit the rankings, Marco. You can go first. You got zero point zero. To 5.0, what are you rating Brock Lesnar's retro figure? Um, I mean, since it, I mean, it pretty much looks exactly like him. They got the, I mean, the body is pretty much perfect. The hand size, they didn't, they, I mean, they didn't fail on that. His hands are huge. Um, I, the I remember, bear claws. like, yeah, the UFC, they had to, like, they had to make uh, custom uh, gloves for him because they didn't have that size. So, I mean, other than that, I mean, I'll, I'll give it a maybe because it's because it's black shorts because you're talking about the color scheme. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a we'll go three and a half. We'll go three point five. Okay, yeah. that is actually the uh, the third highest score you've given on uh, on how many chicks so far. Oh, nice. I will give it a two point five. I think I'll give it a two point five because it is accurate. You know, if you're gonna make a black shorts Brock retro figure, um, yep. I think it hits the mark. I'm going to keep it at a 2.5, though. It could have been higher. I think it should have had the same action as John Cena. John Cena had like a um, a torso swivel similar to the Ultimate Edition figures t- for doing the uh, the AA. And I think they should have yeah. given Brock the same action for doing the uh, the F5. He's got kind of uh, the, yeah. the Series 2 Ultimate Warrior, the like Warrior. Gorilla Press motion yep. for his, uh, his action. But it could be so. used for suplexing. You know what I mean? Like 
He's got yeah, a true, true, duplexing but, action. F five finisher. So I kind of, yeah. I, I, I judge, I judge the retros and like LJNs and Galoo figures on how able they are to do their, uh, their finishing move because that's really what you want. Okay. You know, if you're only going to be able to do one move, hey, so Brock's going to take you to Suplex City, bitch. You know what I mean? He is. Yeah. But he's I hope he, hear, I hope he hears this. Five. So he's a two point five for me. Uh, Sheena, what do you, what do you rate Brock Lesnar's uh, retro figure? Yeah, you guys were way more. Um, like generous than I was. I was going to say two, but now you guys made me think like, uh, I was, I was being a little bit harsh. So yeah, I, I'll stick with it. I'm going to say two again for all the same reasons. It's just a little, you know, boring, a little lackluster. It is accurate. It looks just like, Bre- uh, Brett again, looks just like Brock. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with two just for like lack of, you know, toyeticness. All right. So Brock's going to average out at a 2.7, which means out of the, uh, the six figures we've done for how many chicks since we did the reboot with Sheena just threw our scale totally out the window. Brock is the second lowest. So he ranks number five out of six that we've done. <laughs> so I think he, you know, he's a, he's a passing figure. He, he, he's fills a hole in the collection. You know, you need a retro slash Hasbro Brock, but he's nothing you're going to write home about nothing memorable. And, uh, that's really all that needs to be said about Brock Lesnar's retro figure. Sheen, do we got some listener mail for this week? We do. All right, we're going to start with a couple of questions from our good buddy, Charles Messing. He says, with the collection you keep, this is specifically for you, Seth. He says, I believe you rotate the ones you display. How often do you do this and how often do they fall down? LOL. So I rotate them typically about, I I aim for once a month. Usually it ends up being about once every month and a half because like, you know, I, I keep a little reminder on my phone so it'll go off that it's time to rotate them. But it usually ends up being another week, week and a half um, after that before I really get a chance to sit down and do it because it takes some time. You know, it's a shitload of figures to go through. Um, it, it's a hobby that requires management, you know, when you have that many figures. Yeah. Um, as far as falling down. There's some figures that have issues, really the older ones, like anything from Elite Series like 1 through 10 or the original Legends. Those ankles were pretty weak, um, so you have to pose them in a certain way. Those will fall down, but for the most part, I don't have too many issues, so it's kind of just one-offs. There are certain figures that I know have issues standing up, um, but for the most part, that's not really too much of a uh, of a problem unless you know somebody wants to go in and just start rumbling in the uh, the figure room. All right. Uh, another question for you, Seth, from Charles. He says, um, are you all done with your Hasbro collection from the 90s? If not, who are you missing? Yep, we're all set. I have the uh, the last couple around the way from the UK, which that's a big tip for anybody from that's putting together a uh, Hasbro collection. For whatever reason, those last few sets, the distribution was way better over in the, uh, uh, the UK. So... Um, reach out to those look for turn on international listings on your ebay searches if you're looking for the last few figures for your set because you can find a lot cheaper prices you know don't get scared off by those shipping costs because if you actually do the math on it it's still a lot cheaper to pull in those last few figures from the uk so i got a few on the way and yeah i'm all set i just now i'm focusing on grabbing these uh the zombie saver toys and the re the revival of the uh mattel retro line All right. This one comes in from the fig god himself, Jordan Wells. He says, if you could have Chalkline make one pair of shorts or a jacket, what are you picking? Hopefully they're listening. So I'll I'll kick it to you first, Marco. I mean, this is purely for joking reasons, but 
Ahmed Johnson. You had to go with some Ahmed Johnson uh, with, with a bunch of uh, just like the red with a bunch of like the hit all those knee pads he used to wear, like all the way up his thigh. Uh, try to recreate that would be pretty uh, <laughs> be pretty awesome. I mean, I'm, I'm joking slash serious. So if they ever did Ahmed Johnson chalk line shorts, I'd definitely be in, in line to purchase those. Seth? I'll tie in with the uh, with the how many chicks segment. We need some chalk line Brock Lesnar shorts. You know, give me the, the Brock Lesnar logo, the uh, the Owens. Jimmy John's logo, all that stuff. You know, so I think that would be cool. KO would be sweet too. You know, the the fact that WWE shop put out some KO shorts and uh, and chalk line hasn't yet. I think that's a uh, that's a little bit of a disgrace. So yeah, yeah, KO would be cool. But if I had one pick, I want some Brock Lesnar <laughs> chalk line shorts. I'm going a little bit off the rails here. Uh, I'm going to go with a jacket, and this is something that I've like personally asked Chalkline about. So hopefully, you know, with the holiday season around the corner, we see this we see this pop up. But I want a Kenosha Kickers jacket um from oh. uh, from home alone you know i want the the, the polka, yellow jacket polka, with polka 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 yeah i want i want the exact replica of the john candy jacket from um from home alone because they they did have a home alone license for a little while they did the little nero's um collab, you know uh replicas jackets and hats and things like that yeah, so right. uh maybe they still have that home alone license and they can make the the kenosha kickers jacket so that's what i'm gonna go with um this one nice. is from chris lacito he says with aew trading cards hitting the market soon do you guys have any interest in them cheers Mark, I'll I'm kick not it messing first. with trading cards, man. Uh, yeah. It's just, that's a rabbit hole I'm not going down. Marco? Marco, yeah, I don't no, think you are either, yeah. right? I think they're already, I think they're already sold. I mean, I have, I have some trading cards um, that I've collected. I still have a lot of, I pretty much have all my basketball cards and stuff like that. Not many wrestling ones. I have a few. Um, but yeah, that's, that might yeah. be, I mean, especially if they're going to pre-order those, those are, they're going to sell out before they even hit the website essentially. So yeah, this is not, and, uh, this is not a rabbit hole I'm going down either. The trading card, then people are just too hardcore about that. Then you to yeah. actually make any money, you have to send them off and like get it's them graded and all that stuff. Graded. For sure. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's it's not for me, man. It's a no from me. But to all the people who are excited about their cards, uh, you know, more power to you. This is our last question for today. It's going to come in from Brian Vermier. That's what I'm going to call his name. I'm sure I butchered that. It's V E R M E M E I R E. So Brian, please correct me with the you know phonetic spelling of your of your last name. But I'm going to make it all fancy. He says, "Why is cooking chicken so hard? Twelve minutes, perfectly juicy cooked chicken. Twelve minutes and thirteen seconds, dry as the desert." <laughs> what? So what uh, of, as your I'll resident pass chef, on that one, yeah, yeah, as what your kind resident of chicken chef, is he cooking? Um, I'm going to go with. Uh, you need to get yourself a sous vide, man. You know, you need to get yourself a, a water bath cooker, dude. That that is the best way to cook, especially chicken breast. First of all, if you're eating the chicken breast, you're probably not doing yourself a favor anyway. You need to get that thigh meat. You know what I mean? It's mm. the, it's yeah, it's stay need to juicy. Get that. <laughs> So yep, juicy if, thigh Brian, meat. if you're out there eating that, you know, dry ass chicken breast, the best way to cook that yep. is in a, uh, in a sous vide, you get yourself a nice little stasher bag, drop that down in the, uh, the low temperature water. It keeps all, or, or keeps all of its juices. You can't overcook it. Um, you put a little sear on it after you get it out of the, the water bath and, uh, yeah, it's freaking money. So I yeah, actually chicken. think the best way to cook the chicken breast is to take it out of the fridge 
throw it in the trash, drive to the grocery, get a six pack of Miller Lite <laughs> and a pack of chicken thighs, and then come back and cook those instead. I think that's the proper yeah, preparation. Well, just get some Boston Market, dude. If you if you have it in that in your area, just you know some people have that. some people have cholesterol yeah. issues and things like that that they're trying to manage. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sh- you know shit on anybody for eating chicken breast, and I don't hate chicken breast. I just don't no, prefer I, I, yeah. chicken breast. You know, I mean, if I it's like deep breast, fried yeah. like Chick Fil A or some sort of chicken sandwich, yeah, I'm all yeah, about eating, it. But like, how scr- many chicken nuggets and chicken tenders have you? Seth, you you eat breast meat. Um, yeah, but not just straight up like grilled or like oven baked chicken breast. It's just like, well, no, who eats oven baked chicken breast? Is anybody this podcast? All you, you know, I'm, I'm a, I consider myself baked? a pretty healthy person. I'm a very, yeah. you know, conscious person. You know, I, I treat myself um, every once in a while, but I, I consider myself a healthy person and I don't even eat oven baked chicken breast. But yeah, sous vide, get yourself. Oh, I like the jewel. Um, that is my preferred sous vide. So get food yourself love. a jewel out there. Yeah. And his name is food love. You get to program a name in the app. So he is, uh, his food love is, uh, is my jewels name. So that is all of our listener mail for this week. We have some more questions. I'll get to them next week. If you sent in listener mail, um, I didn't forget about you. All right, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco running the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show, and join all of the fun and shenanigans um, over at ChickFoleyShow.com with our Facebook group. We're going to have a brand new uh, Foley Picks League kicking off after SummerSlam, so definitely uh, get in before we before we do that because that's been a lot of fun. Yep, we want to remind you guys to use code Chick Foley to save ten percent on all of your orders at Ringside Collectibles. Send us proof of yourself listening to this week's show to enter for the giveaway for The Miz. And Marco, hit us with the closing words for episode 141 of the Chick Foley Show. I mean, since since I'm technically the you know the reigning defending Chick Foley prediction champion. For the foreseeable we're not, future. We're not, we're not gonna acknowledge the Picks League. <laughs> um, we're just gonna basically you're just gonna acknowledge just acknowledge me that's all okay just acknowledge me as a champion that's that's the closing words never that's it